Say goodbye to your athletes. Next time you see them will be runway day. Can't wait for tomorrow. Thank you. See you tomorrow? Yeah. So inspiring. Yes. All right, guys, you'll have until the end of tonight to work. And then tomorrow will be a very athletic and patriotic runway show. Good luck. See you tomorrow. Cool. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. Bye. Lovely listeners, welcome to The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway, the show that would definitely love nothing more than to make these designers jump over actual hurdles to make it to their version of the Olympics, which is New York Fashion Week. I am Ernez. And I'm Patricia. Yay! So, welcome back into The Workroom, Patricia. Um, of course, as always, so glad to have you. And for our listeners, so glad to have y'all too. And um, just to remind you all, feel free to send us your questions or any gossip or whatever you want to send to us at our Gmail account in the workroom at gmail.com. And also to remind you all, we're on facebook.com forward slash the workroom and also on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And um, I drop a cheat sheet every week for all of us on Facebook. And also you can find the cheat sheet in your show notes. Just press the link. And that has all of the final looks in runway order. And I will, again, prompt you all when it's time to look at those. Um, also, we have our ongoing bracket battle. And we had to update our bracket battle last week because, unfortunately, Nalen suffered a loss. And oh. <laughs> that has already been updated. So, <laughs> sorry, Nalen. You, you couldn't wait to update that one. <laughs> because it was the perfect bracket. It was just the golden bracket. It's still the golden bracket. Nalen's still far, far in the league. Um, Patisi and I also are in the bracket battle run, but I think we're both down to one designer left. Yes. So you're you still have who? Who's your last one? My last one is Nancy. Yes. And my last one is surprise, surprise, Sergio. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. I hate him so much. All right. So, (laughs) Patricia, since you were not with us last week, do you have anything to weigh in on from the last episode? And and also, if you have any, like, preliminary thoughts before we really dive into this this one. Well, I just want to say one quick thing. Um, Listeners, please go watch the last episode and go look for the moment when the model Asia enters the runway before the fitting. Mm-hmm. Asia in in Asia's like off in, not off duty, but in her like, you know, going to work model outfit look mm-hmm. is better than anything oh, she has ever worn by any designer on the show. <laughs> and she looks great because she's Asia, but just the way that she walks into the workroom I'm like, oh my god, who can who can make Asia look better than that? I'm I, I'm waiting. Not anyone <laughs> on this hard. show. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm gonna go actually go back and 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 watch that because of course that's been one of my many many grievances with um well actually it's I think Asia has been um 
yeah, no, like she's been, what do you call it? Paid into service or I don't know what, I can't remember the phrase, but yeah, no, she, I, she has not looked great this, this season in any of the designers outfits and it's, it's a shame. She's yeah. 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 No fault of Asia. Just she, through just the terrible luck. Yeah. <laughs> the, the convergence of like, challenge and designer skill <laughs> yeah um all right so and we open mm. in the penthouse uh the chiron flash is 6 45 a.m this gave me chills because they had an all-nighter last episode and in my head i'm just like can't they just sleep until 11 a.m just give them some time off and we also open with so we open with a jeffrey at 645 trying to make some food and then a lashless Ashley. So for, I think the first time I've ever noticed her without her lashes on, (laughs) Mm -hmm. she comes into the room, she sees these roses and I'm thinking, Whoa, there's a table filled with roses in a living room just so that there isn't a project runway designer mutiny. And I was like, they're giving them roses. They're being really nice because they tortured the hell out of them last week. (laughs) But no, they're from Victoria's husband because it's Victoria's birthday. <laughs> so, And then Ashley is like, oh, look, sing a rose for every time she's been on top because there's like a million roses up there. And uh, oh, you mean lashless Britney. Lashless Britney. Uh, oh, oh, my God. I'm doing okay, now you know what I blame Nailin for this. Brittany. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. And I think for all of my all of my notes, whoops, Ash- Brittany was Ashley this week. <sighs> Oh, well, that's, I mean, I think that's a compliment, you know, like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, they love each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, this is a lashless Brittany. I, you know, that'd be kind of, was, never mind. Let me not go into it. Anyway, this whole time I've been talking about Brittany, not Ashley. (laughs) And how shady, you know, but it could have been like interchangeable. I was like how shady Ashley is and um, (sighs) just like, you know how southern her voice sounds <laughs> how texas she sounds and like you know ashley britain like you know interchangeable um but anyway so she's the one who notices these roses and that's how we learned that this is victoria's birthday but while everyone is kind of like oh wow look at these roses we also are we're cutting to victoria who's in in bed and we get the daunting you know spiral music in the background and She's super deflated and she's like, oh, you know, my brain is not ready for today, even though um, her husband has sent her all these flowers and, you know, it's going to cheer her up. It's just that, like, I'm, you know, personally, I'm just not into making this. I'm not into this whole thing about making Victoria feel better, about feeling bad, about being on the bottom, but not going home. So I'm just like, you're still here. So let's move on. All right, so let's get to the challenge. We all head to the runway and we're getting ready for Carly. So Carly comes out in another double-breasted blazer. So this is an ongoing thing. Oh, did you say something? Oh, I said I thought this looked really great. The, yeah. This look for Carly really great. Yeah, I'm kind of in cuz last week she was wearing like an oversized again a double-breasted blazer and then same thing this this week but all black. Um, and so she teaches, she teases the challenge saying that what they're going to do is design for 
six incredibly ambitious women who have succeeded at the highest level. And so splat on the back scrim, we see Tokyo 2020. And uh, basically, um, not even basically. So they're they're So from behind the scrim, um, first of all, I forgot that this was an Olympic year. So when I saw 2020, I was like, what already? Um, and then we see these people start walking from behind the scrim. And then we also see like, so every, the, like of different like sizes, um, heights and abilities. And then we also see Nancy who is at what I call peak Muppet. She gets up as soon as she, she sees a wheelchair and she's on her hand, she's on her feet, raising her hand. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And so they all come out and um, <laughs> they're all women athletes. And some of them are wearing like a bazillion medals around their, um, around their necks. And also I wrote down everyone's name because some of them also had what I thought were just have to be cool names. Um, but we'll also go through them so you, you, you kind of know who we're dealing with. So the first person we have is Naya Tapper, who is a rugby player. And it's her first year going to the Olympics because this is the first year that rugby is an, an official Olympic sport. And then we have Tatiana McFadden, who is a marathoner slash track star. We have Helen Marulis, who's a freestyle wrestler. And then Faluke Akinradoo Gunderson, who I didn't really realize that I was kind of a fan of hers because when she came out, I was like, I remember her. Oh, my God. She looks familiar. Who is she? And she's this volleyball player who I, I remember from London and from um, from Rio. And then we have Kim Rode, who is a shotgun shooter wearing the most medals out of anyone. And then Scout Bassett, who's a sprinter slash long jumper. Carly introduces them and essentially is like, listen, here's here's the uh, the challenge. Athletes have unique bodies. They spend a lot of time in their athletic wear, but off the courts, you know, they want to dress up too. And for our research for this week and for our reference, um, she calls out Serena Williams, who um, collaborated with Virgil Abloh of Louis Vuitton slash Off-White, and then um, LeBron James and Tom Brown. And... um, so when she brought up LeBron James, I have to say, okay, so Serena Williams, like, I think most of y'all know that I'm, uh, I play tennis and I love tennis. It's the best sport on the planet. Um, and so <laughs> I I knew when she said Serena Williams and Virgil Abloh, I was like, oh, I probably have seen, I've seen everything that she's worn, but what, what was that? And it's like the, the periwinkle tutu number that she's worn before that's, that's asymmetrical. It's got one, it's, it's an off, it's a one shoulder outfit that um she wore and then lebron james with tom brown all i could think about was there is this wonderful moment when when lebron james pulls like a a, like a diva move and walks out on a room filled with uh, reporters during a press conference and everyone pointed out that he picked up like a fifty thousand dollar alligator bag that probably was like a birkin but he was also wearing a tom brown suit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> during that famous walkout. And when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember that video of him walking out, taking his time, getting his, like, $50,000 bag from Birkin. But then also he was wearing these shorts <laughs> that Tom Brown made for him. They're great. Anyway, so they're making their, quote, unquote, victory dresses. And it's a one-day challenge. And they are 
And so Naya Tapper gets Jeffrey, Tatiana um, gets Nancy, and then Helen um, gets Victoria, Fluke, the uh, volleyball player gets Sergio, who, and I wrote in my notes, my fave with my least fave. And then Kim <laughs> Rhodes gets Brittany, and then Scout gets Marquise. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you pointed that you've isolated the reaction of um, Nancy, Nancy's reaction, who's on my bracket. And by the way, I chose Nancy. I chose both Nancy and uh, De Young very determinately, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, you and Nail also took other people that I would have liked. But mm-hmm. I, I feel strongly about about Da Young. I, I, feel, I felt strongly about Nancy. Um, so that was really disappointing to see Nancy and a couple of other people kind of be cheering. And when I first saw it, I was sort of like, I, I the, the Olympics logo f- is on for such little time that I was like, you don't know who you're cheering for. What if, yeah. what if these are people who are, you know, survivors of car crashes or mm. playing, who, who knows? We don't know. So what are you cheering for? And that made me uncomfortable. And then I sort of rewound the episode. Not the ep- yes, the episode. I rewound, um, you know, the the recording. And I was like, oh, okay. So then right away you know that they are, this is an Olympic symbol. So yeah. right away there's something about Olympians coming on and mm-hmm. specifically disabled Olympics coming on. Oh, I'm sorry, disabled Olympians coming on. So, and that made me... I cannot tell you how uncomfortable I was for those moments where there's this big, yes, thank you, yes, thank you. For what? I thought, and again, I don't mean to take anything away Mm -hmm. from those six um, athletes up there. Not at all. They deserve everything and more. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that any of them would disagree with me that, that when you have a disabled body, and I say disabled not because um, their ability is limited, but because society disables them. Mm-hmm. So when you have a disabled body, like only um, showing value for bodies that achieve the same things that kind of normative bodies achieve is a trap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, that made me really uncomfortable because that this discomfort does not rest with the athletes. It really does rest with all of these choices that the show makes to sort of have, oh, having the gender nonconforming model. We hear about it once and then never again. We have plus size, uh, well, now we have a couple of plus size models, barely. I mean, they're like borderline plus size, but whatever. But, you know, we have, but then that goes away. It's sort of, there's just this checkbox, this ticking of checkboxes of these shows that makes me very profoundly uncomfortable but especially at moments like that with where people and, and specifically nancy who i think had nothing but good intentions you know i don't i think nancy is actually very empathic and very invested in doing something meaning very meaningful with her life yeah. and you fashion to doing something meaningful right but i don't see this as a reflection of her but just as a reflection of how media teaches us to sort of really only celebrate the super cripple right Mm. to sort of like we can only celebrate the olympian not the person who's just like 
but, but we don't have we don't have elevators yeah. in buildings. We don't have elevators in public transit systems. But we don't like we live in this whole world of literally disabled ableism and disabled. Um, but then we get to celebrate the super cripple. So I think hmm. all, I'm just explaining my reasons why I was uncomfortable watching this. And again, this is not to say that the athletes don't deserve praise. Of course they do, all that and more. But it's just sort of like it didn't – it just made me feel like the – I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I should just be quiet. <laughs> no, I mean, I – I think it's I think it's important to, to, to talk about I mean, because uh, yeah so we because it's Project Runway and it has um, reached into uh, these conversations around being inclusive and I think for this episode I you know I I'm I'm not really knocking them that much for being. I don't know. I, cause I, I don't, I'm not going to give them a standing ovation. You know, I, you know, Nancy is excited about everything. And I'm, and I, and I, I knew like when she saw that wheelchair that it, it evoked her cause it's, cause she describes herself also as an inclusive designer, which we don't really know what that means. But I think, I think your use of the word empathic is perfect for her. Cause I think, um, I, I agree. Like she is someone who's very empathic and genuinely, you know, really happy to be here. And I, I call her a Muppet just because like her mouth is always open and her hands are always like dancing around over everything. And she seems to have like boundless, you know, depths of energy. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it is something that is another thing that I'm hoping that they do more with this. <laughs> and with this, I mean, I was actually more, more struck by them limiting them to one day and also limiting them to these quote unquote victory dresses. I keep calling them quote unquote um, because in, in a weird way it was, it, it, you know, so we, we get later on, you know, talking about the woman who's a freestyle wrestler telling her story about, and we can like, let's get into that. So, th- so they, what they do, so they, they get paired off with their designers and then they go back and they get time to sketch and consult with them for about 30 minutes. And we learn about their stories, but I think on top of this, these other, you know, caveats to this, this, uh, challenge. Um, I, I was like, you know, why, why do they only want to make them dresses and, or, or why is that the only thing that they're able to do? But also they're, they are tasked with making, um, garments for an athletic body. And so Mm -hmm. if we really want to honor these athletes, (laughs) Why would you only give them a day? I, you know, it was a little awkward. Yeah, it was it was weird because I, I wouldn't mind spending more time with these athletes. <laughs> give them two fittings or, you know, give them a whole day or give them more than 30 minutes to actually work through what it is that they want. And also this is a client based challenge. So I thought they were thrown like the kitchen sink with this challenge just for a day. So, mm. yeah. And I also thought, well, why make the by the way, if these these athletes a are no joke, and B have a lot of other sets of limitations to overcome that are not their fault. Right. So, why is why can they only why can't they get like the outfit of their dreams? Why does it have to be a victory dress? Yes. Like why? why so what, what if they don't win? Like, are they still not exceptional? You know. Well, so that yeah, is sort of annoying. Yeah. Well, because I, I know that, like, and that's the thing that was also confusing. So Carly uh, introduces it as a victory dress. 
which I found like, oh, yeah. So when they win their medal or when they don't win their medal, like when they go to the ceremony party, because I've never been Olympian. Is there an after party <laughs> like after the Oscars? But I th- um, it ends up being what's your dream dress or what 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 do you oh, want this for? Okay. And so they get to imagine with their designers, for instance. So we we start off with Sergio in the workroom and Faluke wants a ball gown for when she goes to a very formal event with her family and it's not like oh this is the medal ceremony and and then you have like and then you go off to Naya the rugby player with Jeffrey who's like oh I want I want a dress to go out with my girlfriends I want something short I want something cocktail and so it's like what do you want but it has to be a dress (laughs) right right yeah yeah so um I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. Now you've made me think a lot more about this. (laughs) Wait, what did you say? No, no, no. You've made me think a lot more about these other facets of it. Those are already kind of bothering me. And then, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And I sort of felt like, oh, my God, if I'm, if I'm, I don't know. And by the way, like any of these, any of these critiques that I've just said, like even just how I've defined the word disabled as um, society is these athletes are disabled, not by mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. abilities, their own limits, but by society, society disa- disables people. Mm-hmm. So that's not my genius. There's like a whole pretty strong body of activism and specifically, you know, the American with disabilities act who, by the way, um, have very extensive research and bodies of thought around mm-hmm. How in like the 60s, there was a stamp made to celebrate, you know, uh, people with disabilities. And the stamp basically told the message. The stamp is someone in a wheelchair and then through color grading, it's not color grading, but through color um, layering, Mm -hmm. you have this gradient going kind of from lightness to dark. And the light part is a body sitting in a wheelchair and the darker part, so the more fulfilled part, is someone standing up. The message being the only good cripple is one that walks, right? So these are sort of really heavy things to just throw some fabric on. And I I just want to say again, like I'm able-bodied and I I learned that from other activists, not Mm -hmm. from my own or special knowledge. Um, But there's like a... If it's accessible to me, it's accessible to the producers of the show, right? So, Like I don't have special access into this. So... It, that's why it feels to me like checkbox activism for mainstream television, which is, an, it's, it's, that's disquieting in itself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, yeah. Point taken. And yeah, I don't know. I, and I, I, I also am learning as well. So full disclosure. So I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm in a residency right now with a wonderful fellow artist whose work is all about um, uh, like, like ableism and ableism as in like a like privileging people who have you know who are whose bodies are not quote-unquote disabled in that sense and thinking Mm -hmm. about access and so in conversations with them I've been thinking a lot more in terms of other places where you know I don't have to use a wheelchair or even in New York City where I thankfully have not broken a leg and have had to use the subway for instance and things, things like that you know there's a big controversy in our neighborhood in Queen, in our city in Queens, um, because they just finished a really a very expensive library that is not accessible. Yes. 
In Long Island City, yeah. Yes, in Long Island City and how how you can spend so much money and perhaps take in so much input from the neighborhood, but yet, but yet you are, you know, ceasing access to a substantial part of your population. I agree. Like if they're going to go into this, I have a feeling that there is a way to structure these challenges um, so that we don't just do that sort of like surface level um, tap, tap, like we tap, tap on like climate change and tap, tap on, yeah. on gender and all this other stuff. Cause I feel like, yeah, even just with the clothes, like we can, we have a ton to talk about. Um, yes, and how so many things were just sort of thrown to the wayside. Yeah, and I think maybe part of producing these shows isn't mm-hmm. it like those fantastic uh, women up there? By the way, I have lots to say on Scout, but those fantastic women up there like represent that they have the burden of like not just representing themselves, but representing like communities specific multiple communities so wouldn't it be i'm just constantly just so surprised by how a well-funded mainstream show with so many people and so much criticism going on in people-powered media people-powered platforms how just to not have the care of making sure that people watching these shows aren't offended mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like and, and especially it's an easy if we talk about race the same holds true for race and, and misogyny and all a lot of other things mm-hmm. and transphobia right but yeah. when you have the same bodies there's like a very specific public history of of those arguments being present mm-hmm. um it, it's a very visible thing so you would think that they would consider like oh maybe we shouldn't be like re-traumatizing people at home who i don't know don't get to exercise don't don't mm. can't even leave the house right so yeah so to just not even coach the designers to like well i guess they can't it's a surprise but yeah. but to show that edit like that i don't know it, there's just so much that that comes up for me and i i'm not going to take up any more time but there's just well so I mean- much care because okay so i'll let's go through the sketch and um cons- consultation time with the client slash model slash olympians and then you know as stuff come up just like just chime in like no worries okay because i already in terms of this whole time here i thought it was i thought these conversations were really nice to hear because we do learn some stuff about rugby being you know because Naya's like I've never been to Olympics before I'm like oh wow so that must mean that rugby is a new sport um and and it kind of you know as as, so as we're we're talking I think one of the other things that it's important and I mostly put this in because um I am so mad at myself for choosing Sergio for my bracket but having empathy and being able to listen it was showcased how important that is when you are um speaking with your clients um instead of someone who can fake it like i'm calling i'm gonna say that sergio is he's he just looked even more fake than than normal when you're dealing with these with this group of clients because they do have so many concerns to address in terms of how to dress them and so um anyways because for instance sergio's model is eight feet tall (laughs) yeah and and, and she's pregnant she's She's taller than Carly. You know, she stands out because she's one of the black girls on the volleyball team to me. And I just remember 
I can't believe she's that tall because you I, you just can't tell. They're all tall. They're all like six five, six four. She's probably she's probably like the second tallest well, person on the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also we have uh, you know, the conversation with which I thought was really adorable between Naya and and Jeffrey Naya the rugby player because <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeffrey. Um, why is he pretending to know anything <laughs> about sports? <laughs> I know, I know. Poor Jeffrey. That was hilarious. He's like, so, because um, I think it was like, oh my God, it's the cool girl. Oh my God, oh my God. She's like, she's so cool. So like, Naya, like, what's your main event? And she's like, oh, um, you mean, uh, okay, it's the sevens. Because, you know, it's a, it's like a general rugby game, but like this, the type I, the type I game I play is the sevens. And she's like, she's, and she's like, uh, um, do you, do you know what that means? And Jeff was like, yeah, um, that's the one with like the net, right? And she's like, no, that's lacrosse. That's so sweet of you. That's lacrosse. And she goes on and she uses more words that Jeffrey does not understand, like lacrosse. And, um, you know, like she she's like describing to him, it's like football and soccer together. He's like, oh, football, soccer, isn't that the same thing? Oh, my God, I'm so confused. I mean... Huh? And then we see this montage is like, yeah, I don't know anything about sports. My curls are for visual sports. So he's like doing his curls slash pull ups and whatever. But I'm just like, I'm not fooled by your curls, Jeffrey. I know that they're not for the art of sports playing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that thing, the, the little hanger that um, Jeffrey was using to do the yes. pull-ups. That's like the isn't that the same thing where Jeffrey was using to steam the t-shirt? Oh, the the show. oh my! So you know what? Like, because that's a pull-up bar. That means he brought his pull-up bar to the workroom. That's Ooh. insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Wow. So obsessed. well, Victoria. Victoria brought the Pilates mat or something because she was doing Pilates in a few episodes. Oh, at in the, the morning at the workroom. No, I oh, think. Oh no, house. I think it's for the house at the house. Not okay, the okay, home. yeah, okay. Never mind. No, it, I think it's okay for him to leave the pull-up bar at the penthouse. But if you bring it to the workroom, maybe it's a good way for Jeffrey to blow off some steam, um, mm. and to you know to like not be so red all the time. Then I I get that. Get some focus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you also no, have that the, was really adorable. I, yeah, I I love that because he's like, yeah. So like, I totally know. I totally did the sports thing, and he has done all the sports things. He's done like tennis, and he did do soccer. But he's like, yeah, no, I just like soccer for the the shin guards. Like they're just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the male cleavage around shin, uh, shin he's guards. Like, I love those. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> I used to, so like my, um, growing up, my sister was on the t-ball team and I was too old to be on the t-ball team. And there was a kid, they were like four-year-olds. And there was, I remember as a, probably like a six-year-old being so upset that there was one kid in the middle of the field just picking flowers because he just didn't care. And, you know, a t-ball would roll right past him. He's like, oh, t-ball, but look at this dandelion weed. And I remember, I was like, oh, it's probably Jeffrey. He was like, you know what? I'm going to run in circles because look at my shin guards. Um, anyway, next we have Funny. Victoria and mm-hmm. she has Helen. Um, oh, she, the freestyle wrestler. Yeah. Helen Maroulis. Yes. Yeah, so Helen is the freestyle wrestler 
And we get a little story about Helen who wrestled in high school, but because there was no girls team, she wrestled with the boys. And we're getting like a little lay of what it is that she wants. So she wants something that she can go out salsa dancing with because growing up, she cut her hair really short, felt as if she had to look like a boy to fit in and to just wrestle. And now she wants to express her femininity and she has full on lashes and a contoured face. So she's well on her way, (laughs) but she goes, she goes, she says the magic word. She's like, I like straps. And I'm, Mm. I mean, I feel like Victoria's brain just like starts to sparkle and she goes, Okay. Oh my God. And inside of her brain goes, okay, we got the straps in. Okay. I didn't have to push myself with a desire to push her into what I want to make. And then, so she's like, yeah, I like straps and a halter. And, and then Victoria's like, I am an asymmetrical designer. And Helen's like, okay, let's go for it. And like Victoria really lucked out for the first part because all she needed was like a little in and then for the rest of the, the rest of the episode, we'll see her try to push her model even further into making her a classic Victoria dress. But her, um, what is it? Her prompt is clear. She's going to make an asymmetrical sausage dress slash halter with some straps. Yeah. So, yeah. Which sounded like a mess when, when I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And red. It has to be red for salsa. Yeah, it has to be red. Yeah. Um, next we have Sergio. And Faluke, and um, our political designer has never made a maternity dress mm-hmm. because Faluke is showing. I don't know how pregnant she is. Maybe like four to six months. I'm not really sure. I don't remember. But she has a bump, and um, she wants to show it off. This is what she says: "I am okay with showing my belly button. I, I mean, my my belly bump." I do not mind. Um, And we hear Sergio. Women in that state don't want to spend a lot of money, you know, because I've never made this maternity dress. And I feel like you want to be comfortable because you're out there with a thing inside of you, whatever it is that your bodies do. I've never seen one of y'all before because my dresses cost $12,000. And pregnant women, I know, don't want to be spending money like that because their bodies are transitioning so fast because the gestation of a body inside your body must be like, what, two weeks? I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know nothing. And also, I'm sorry, if you're super rich, and especially if you're super rich in in Texas and you want to throw some money on a $12,000 dress, how many times are you going to wear that $12,000 dress that, you know? And you can get it altered. I mean, oh yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to a wedding and you're pregnant, you might want to spend a. And you're wealthy and you're going to a wedding and you're pregnant. I mean, yeah, you might want to spend that much on a dress. I mean, of course, that's. I mean, I, my goodness, I wouldn't spend that much on a car, but it's sort of like. <laughs> like yeah, people I'm, with money have different different calculators. Exactly, <laughs> and people with money are not different from people with money who are pregnant. You yeah. already told us that you don't sell to poor people. So why would you even imagine that poor people would ever, pre- is, you know, God forbid, pregnant poor people walking into your atelier or whatever. But also it's so obvious. Like, can we all, we all know that Heidi Klum and Alyssa Milano have hosted whole seasons of Project Runaway pregnant. <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> pregnant. Very pregnant. 
Which I, you know what? And if you're a pregnant, if you're a pregnant person and you are working, and you are you you get maternity leave not because you are pregnant, but because you are considered disabled. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, I did. Ay ay ay. Sorry to laugh, but no, yeah, it's well, <laughs> yeah better than crying. And don't 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 get me started on the rules for tennis, because here we go. Because they treat pregnancy as if it's an injury. So the rules in tennis are that if you're pregnant, then it means that you are recovering from an injury and the rules are different. Anyway, whatever. If you guys all, if you are, you super fans out there know the whole hiccup (laughs) with why Serena had to come back so early for the Australian Uh Open. Right. Um, Yeah. Because she was going to lose her ranking. Right after her wedding. Yeah. Yeah. She was not ready to come back. She, her, yeah, she was, you know, had to, whatever her, they had given her enough time for her quote unquote injury, AKA pregnancy. Um, yeah, anyway. Okay, I want to say one more thing. Okay. Because I also just want to say that I I noticed there was nobody from the the USA women's soccer team who have won a lot of Olympic medals, (laughs) but because they're invested in this ongoing petition for equal pay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it an accident that no Olympian female U.S. soccer players were chosen? Question mark. We can move on. But well, I noticed I have that. To say, I mean, if this was filmed, okay, it's 2019. I okay. So if it's this... been going on since last year, since two years ago. Okay, I just want to make sure because I did go to their um, victory parade. I, I well, okay, this was definitely after the World Cup because World Cup is in 2018, right? Am I right? Yeah, no, there, there was no, yeah, exactly. The World Cup was in 2018. Yeah. Oh, wow, time has flown. Okay, never mind. Because I was like, it's during the summer. They were definitely, you know, beating everybody. <laughs> Again. You Again. Know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but also, I I kind of wonder, man, that I would have, oh, that, you know, that's a whole different other challenge. Like, I would want them to do the whole entire team because they're kind of, they're also Ooh. kind of famous. That's or, true. Or in just, a way, it's yeah. good to have younger. Like the, oh, Scout Bassett is actually really famous. Scout Bassett is the only person I know on this lineup because Scout Bassett has been in Runner's World numerous times, and I'm a what? former subscriber. But in so Scout's story is very well known. But um, anyway, so it was good to have not Megan Rapinoe, you know, not a, a famous, yeah, yeah. or or like a su- supra famous face, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Because they're just like, oh, starstruck. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go to, let's see, Brittany. Um, Brittany oh. and, oh, you know, she's with Kim Rhodes, who is the top uh, shotgun shooter in the world. Um, wow. Go, I th- she's breaking, she's breaking a champion record. And um, she doesn't. Okay, and it's so funny because we see a little sketch of, of Brittany, and I think she's given her. I think Kim has given her some words like, "Oh, you know, feminine and kind of flirty." And so I think for for Brittany, it's ruffles. I'm surprised that she didn't make her gigantic sleeves on this sketch, um, because also her motto goes, "We're not allowed to wear anything sleeveless when I'm outside competing all the time." So I have these gnarly tan lines. So I don't, I want to cover that up. And I was thinking, perfect, Brittany and your gigantic sleeves. But no, 
she um she's like she's like okay great so I'll I'll figure something out to just kind of like cover that up but um yeah she just like doesn't want ruffles and then she doesn't want to show her tan lines um and then we have Nancy who's mean with Tatiana and Tatiana we hear about her how she's so she's a track and field star and um and she has spina bifida and is and really really wants an adaptable design because she wants a ball gown mm-hmm. um and also she wants to address like you know just general issues with uh, being able to um to wheel around and not have her dress get caught up in the wheels because she wants a train she wants a really long train nancy make this work so um so they get to talking about their design and how they're going to do that and and then we also have marquise with scout and scout is like i want something red and i want a slit to show off my prosthetic so she also wants a ball gown or not a ball gown or just like a floor length like a long dress so yeah, yeah yeah something like that can i say something about scout yeah say something about scout Oh God! So Scout is I. Um, when they're introducing during these talks, we learn that um, Tatiana is adopted uh, from Russia, and but for some reason, the editors didn't ask the same questions of Scout um, mm. or the producers because um, Scout is also adopted. Scout was um, left. I think Scout was raised in California by American parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scout was adopted in China during a time when there were a lot of American families going to China mm-hmm. to um, adopt babies. But Scout was left at an orphanage exactly as she is, so without um, one of her legs. So she has grown up her whole life like this. And when you think about the way that cultures treat women and, and baby girls... Mm-hmm. And in a society where a disabled baby girl is even more unwanted, yeah. it's, um, yeah, I was, anyway, I just wanted to share that about Scout because it wasn't really shared in the episode and, no. um, and I thought it was worth, I don't know, just worth knowing about, um, just how awesome she is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot, Okay. I'll say that we spent a lot of time with Jeffrey and um, Naya. <laughs> I feel like in terms of the cut, like there, because I, you know, that was kind of like a, a humorous and kind of a funny back and forth. But the, I think the most we get or the most details we get about Scout's background is that she went through a lot of hardships back in China, dot, yeah. dot, dot. And that's it. But that's yeah, all that's she nice. shares. And, you know, there are these cuts um, of them in, the, in uh, like backstage or in some other part of the soundstage where they interview them and like we get their talking heads and um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there is more but not really sure how much um not not sure how much more and also I I can kind of see that as being like you know I have <laughs> talked about this um quite a bit and I'm 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 just kind of like giving my general overview but yeah no there is a lot more that we could have gotten out of Mark, uh, a lot. Marquise, out of yeah. out of all of them, and yeah, Scout. I think. I, thank you so much for saying more about Scout because I, you know, I no longer subscribe to Runner's World, so I I don't oh. know her very well. 
like I used to run a lot, but um, but yeah, but I I think that her consultation with Marquise was so important because she is tiny, like her she's yeah. so incredibly small, and in terms of listening. Um, I thought it was really important for her to be like, I have to shop. We didn't hear this, but Marquise shares it later. It's like, she's like, I have to shop in the junior section. And I'm, you know, because of my stature and because I'm so small. And I think her main concern was not looking like a child. Um, right. Give me something right. that makes me more mature. But um, yeah. And also red because she's proud of where she comes from. She's proud of China. Um, and and a, like a like an elegant gown to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't remember Scout ever saying I'm I, I'm I'm proud of being Chinese hair of, of having Chinese heritage. I don't remember that. Yeah, there's something about the red. So I think it maybe yeah. it might have been Marquise later on because okay, we'll get to mood. Yeah, Marquise we'll get to explaining mood. why the dress is red. <laughs> yes, and, and why out of all the designers picking red, why Marquise needs really the red. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh no, maybe she didn't say that, and maybe I don't remember. No, we didn't see it. We didn't hear it. But we didn't hear it. Maybe maybe Scout said it, but we didn't hear it. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. All right. Oh man, so many minefields. So okay. So let's go to to mood, which I think was the funniest trip ever. Um, I I posted an Instagram story of just watching this like watching this episode. But um, they get to Mood, and they meet Christian Siriano. And did you notice that the, some of the designers had medals on? Yes. And it had their names. But the only ones who weren't wearing the medals were Victoria, Jeffrey, and Sergio. It's not fun. I feel like the only people who were wearing medals were the ones who put on onesies in the last episode. Because <laughs> you know, I was like, why would you guys wear your medals? It's so cute. Um, anyway. They like all the props. They like the props. Yeah, I love those. Um, oh wait, never mind. The Sergio was wearing his medal, so Sergio decided to like join in on the fun. Um, so they get four hundred dollars. I feel like the shorter the challenges get, the more money they spend. But also, since they're making them make victory dresses, <laughs> they're giving them the budget. Um, so they get thirty minutes to shop and four hundred dollars. Everyone runs around for a little bit, but as time drags on, it looks as if everyone is wearing or everyone is grabbing at red fabric and uh it's so funny this is sort of one of those moments where the designers are you know they want to throw christian out the window because chris is like everybody's getting red oh that's so boring why red why i mean come on like blue green there's so many other colors in the rainbow and all of them are like my client wants red they want red they want red we're not putting this back so it's like um yeah essentially these women all want want red <laughs> and so they're just like fuck off christian um and also i love how red is the drama of the day it's just just so much right like oh no <laughs> um so um we have like you know uh jeffrey going for red zippers and Marquise is pointing at some red fabric that was hiding behind like a counter somewhere. I mean, like, I want that red. And then Victoria is getting red in another part of the store. Um, yeah, Christian Sierra is just kind of freaking out. 
<laughs> Nancy's also freaking out because she knows she's like Tatiana wants a train. I need to figure out how to get this train together without it getting caught in her wheels. And so that's something that she can feel comfortable in. Um, and also there, there's this, oh my God, there's this moment between Christian and Jeffrey where I think there is four seconds left and Jeffrey leaves the counter to get something else. And Christian goes, Oh, what could you need? Get in line. <laughs> Just so angry. Anyway, so I, I just kind of loved it because everyone's carrying their really red bolts um, around mood and it's just driving Cristiano nuts. But I mean, sorry, Christian Cristiano nuts. But also it kind of worried me as well <laughs> that there is so much red. Um, and also that no one, you know, fine. If you want to decide on the red, fine. But But people were just really focused on what they were getting not questioning whether or not they need to change it up a little bit i would say this had the least drama in in um in mood but in a way i was kind of like huh i think it is i would feel a little concerned that i would have you know a color that five other designers have and if i want to stand out and 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 perhaps would this be okay to perhaps suggest a different color to my client but it just seemed like yeah. everyone was really wedded to this whole like my client wanted this so I'm like okay all right this is different anyway but any other thoughts before we head back to the workroom no 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 swatch so no swatch all right um just had to say that out there swatch forever so we go back to the workroom and um the first thing in my notes up here is Marquise, who's gotten, I think, a red, I think I had this right, a red chiffon mesh lace or red chiffon and mesh lace. That's what it is. I just wrote this whole thing in it, like, as four words. But it's red chiffon and also, like, a mesh, almost like a keyhole. Not a keyhole. What do you call those things? Like, um, not exactly a lace, mm-hmm. but. um, Not lace. I call it a keyhole, but it's not a keyhole. It's, um. Oh gosh, what's the? I'll just call it a keyhole, keyhole uh, fabric. <laughs> Sorry, hopefully people will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, I would just call it lace. So I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like a like a thicker lace, like a thicker thicker weight of a lace or something. Um, but it's cotton, right? It's like a, a cotton lace. Yes, yeah, definitely cotton. It kind of reminds me of something that. Sergio used um, on the Heritage Challenge when he made that yes. cotton outfit for Stephanie. So it kind of, yeah. it's, it's like that material. It's not a sheer lace. It's no. a cotton. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Brittany asks the room or she asks someone like, what Olympic sport would you compete in? And Marquise, who is editing gold this, this episode, says something that I, I just, I couldn't hear it um, exactly what he said, but I'm hoping he said the mannequin Rolex. But I think it's like the mannequin roll something. And he just, you know, gets on his mannequin and skids on over and it ends up over um, over by Sergio. And Sergio's like, Marquise, that was the best thing I've seen all day. I'm going to give you a gold medal because that was cute. I'm like, shut up, Sergio. 
so fake. But that was totally, totally great. <laughs> Oh gosh, like, Marquise just warned my heart this whole entire episode. <laughs> and then we have Jeffrey again, who's you know showing how sports illiterate he is. Goes to Victoria. <laughs> uh, Victoria, um, what sports do you eat in Moldova? I mean, bro. I mean, like, what's the verb? And Victoria's like, play. I know this word. I, it's it's play. What kind of sports do we play in Moldova? And we play the same sports in this place. We are not aliens. It's the same sports of this world. And Jeff's like, but wait, but your hair. So big. Wow, it's just so big. Like, I'm, I really am eating out today, I guess. And Victoria's like, I think you mean striking out, Jeffrey. Even I know this word. I think you mean striking out today. You know nothing about sports. And she's like, even I know this word that has multiple meanings in my least favorite of the seven languages that I speak. And she's being so mean. He was like, oh, my God, I love you. I love you so much. She's like, I hate you. And it's like, I love you too, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jeffrey. So Jeffrey did play tennis, did play soccer. And it's just like. You know, it just did. It's. I feel like it is like are like those people who can learn second languages, second, third, and fourth languages. And then for Jeffrey, it's like I was on a sports team, but does that mean I played sports? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have the pictures, but it means nothing. Goodness, but there's something to that. You know, when I first moved here, and you have to go to gym class, and you're playing something. It wasn't tennis, but it was like air tennis with a racket. And I was using the racket to keep that damn thing off of me. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, yeah, I was at that sport. Did I play it? No, I was totally confused. Like, what is this? <laughs> I want to know what the sport is. Air tennis? Uh, I, no, that's my word for it. I forget what it's called. Um, maybe it's, I don't know if it's badminton. Does badminton have a net? Yes. It might have been and badminton because it's with that little... A little birdie. It has like feathers on it, and it's like got it a little eraser at the end. It was something kind of heavier than that because I was like, "Whoa, what the heck is that?" I didn't want that. Like, I was using the racket as like a head shield. I was like, "No, <laughs> this is not fun. Put me in a field, get me some trainers, and I, I can do things." I love that. It's like, just give me a track. I'll just run through it, please. What is this thing? Yeah. Um. So I get that whole, I was there, but I didn't play it. Like, I get that. (laughs) I just love that he keeps trying to be like, yeah, so like sports, right? And like, Jeffrey, (laughs) do some more push-ups. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's just a a general distaste for organized masculinity competition. That's what that is. Jeffrey, the disorganized it. the disorganized competitiveness is more appealing yeah, exactly <laughs> but i feel like i just have a feeling that i mean because so victoria is like his idol right now it loves her he's trying to impress victoria also trying to impress naya he's like oh my god like these cool ladies oh my god i'm such a nerd <laughs> um that's what i'm feeling I, I can i think it's adorable okay and then we also have for some reason, Brittany going over to Sergio asking him a question that she already knows the answer to. Did you catch this? Yes. Okay. Shade. So, am I being shady? No, not you, oh, okay. Brittany. Because I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So you think this is shade? I was confused. I was like, why are you? Why are you even engaging with him? So she's making this deep, deep plunging neckline for her model. And she wants to bone the V to give it some structure and so that it lays 
um, a little bit more flat, I guess. So it doesn't move around because she's trying to secure it. So it doesn't like jostle all over the place. And she's like, um, I just have a question for you. Uh, I just want, I want to put some boning in, in the, in the V he goes, don't do that. So we have like a, a Texas <laughs> accent on like, don't do that. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. And in my head, I'm just like, Brittany's great. But then we also get a, we get a, you know, a talking head of Sergio doing what he does best. Brittany doesn't have as much technical background as I do, but you know, I'm going to help because I don't want to win this whole entire thing because, you know, I am the winner right now. You know, I have one, I can see into the future and all I see is me with a gold medal around my neck and I've saved the world, but you know, I want to beat Brittany fair and square because she's stupid, you know, but that shouldn't make her, you know, a, a, a lesser competitor. Cause I want to look as good as possible by making her as least stupid as possible. And it's like, Brittany has made amazing things. Shut up, Sergio. I know, I know, time. but what I, what I love actually is that after that whole speech that you just summarized, mm-hmm. he, um, the more like the way that Sergio talks to Brittany, Sergio's idea of a tech talk is you need to put something there. <laughs> Did you catch that? I'm like, okay, so you go in with, you have all this expertise, but then you're like, you need to put something there. Really? Because that's that's what Brittany's asking you about. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm just like, she, I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. Of course, neither of us are master sewers. And so if you tell me I'm going to put some bone in in the neckline, I'm like, what? You can put boning in something? You know how to do that? And she even had like some of it set up. And I'm just like, wow. It, wow. You know, you need to, you know how to do that? I feel like. You, you, you're, you're jumping off some from someplace uh, where it's clear that you kind of know what your options are and you're, you're just going to a colleague to weigh your options and your choices and you're hoping that your colleague respects you as someone who's on their level and you can talk to them in a egalitarian type of way but if I feel like for Sergio, if you ask a question, that means that you're a piece of shit automatically. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I don't ever ask any questions. Right, I know everything. Weak. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Um, Sergio's but what I, when I said shade earlier, mm-hmm. when I said shade, I actually meant something that Brittany said to Sergio, which was something like, I bet you didn't think you'd have any firsts here, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you wrote that down. So yeah, because he's never made a maternity dress. And is he asking any questions of anyone who might have already made maternity dresses or who could, you know, offer a bit of advice, perhaps, you know, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Brittany has probably made one for one of her brides. I don't know. It's just like she's made a ton of dresses before. And even um, we can like go around the room and, and ask everybody. I'm pretty sure Victoria has even made. Well, you know, maybe Victoria is the only person in the room has never made a maternity dress, not even for herself. So yeah, but what? Oh, you know what? By now we know exactly. Okay, I don't want to be mean about Victoria. Mm -hmm. I really don't. But this explains a lot of her design aesthetic, I think, or not not design aesthetic, but this explains maybe maybe why she struggled with a lot of the challenges. Victoria is a footballer's partner. 
a professional footballer's partner. Okay, because I'm not a soccer fan. I don't, you know, I didn't grow up with that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying far away from that, but I have my stereotypes. <laughs> Only because well, of vaguely knowing about the reality TV shows that they put on about soccer wives in or football oh, wives in, in the UK. Oh. I've never watched them, but I can only guess. I've never watched them either. I didn't even know they existed. No, but they there's exist. a there's a whole culture of print media in the UK called WAG about about WAGs, which mm-hmm. stands for it's W A G, which stands for wives and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So Victoria is a WAG. So how does that make sense of how she's been or her temperament or even her designs? Like, so that makes sense to you how? Well, okay. So I I think Victoria's immensely talented. I don't Mm -hmm. think that she's just on a footballer's wag salary, you know what I mean? Or whatever funding. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's something about her just being able to do what she wants that maybe has... um, in a way, I think the show is really good for someone like Victoria, right? Because they've had the time and space to like really figure out like what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But then here you have things that you haven't had before, like specific challenges, right? Huh. So, but Victoria has been dealing not very well with some challenges and not taking to. We've had this conversation about failure, and is it in, in Eastern European cultures? You know. Yeah. Um, relationship to failure in economies that aren't bouncy so failure is much more long-lasting than in cultures where capital flows fast Mm. so so i think but this is this now we know that victoria has talent has been able to have her own shop and her partner has given up part of his career to invest in her shop so nothing wrong with that victoria keep making asymmetrical dresses i happen to be a fan of that (laughs) but it's like but this explains a lot of i think the difficulty that victoria that we're seeing on the screen Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i i think victoria can sew i think victoria can actually make so in a way she's much more i'm gonna say this controversial i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. this i think she's far better positioned than the most famous wag of all which is victoria beckham who's um Beckham line has only been increasingly operating in the red ever since it's found. It has lost money like from like just increasingly lost money up to like 70%. Um, Mm. And so, and I'm not dissing Victoria Beckham. I I don't really care about Victoria Beckham or or even Mr. Beckham. But another Victoria. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) two, two, two Victoria wags. But so I think, but Victoria has a has a vision, has, but, but doesn't sew, right? So in a way, I think, not in a way, in a very significant way, someone like Victoria is very well positioned to have a business because she can actually sew. So she knows the time that mm-hmm. things take, knows the the constru- how what she knows construction needs mm-hmm. so she knows how to evaluate any outsourcing any any cost measuring any kind of business side she knows oh that's what this needs so i don't know how i got on that tangent but but now i think because of how we've seen victoria struggle and i'm like what like what's going on here yeah. and, and this episode kind of crystallized how she's been able to have a shop open 
Yeah. I mean, I also don't remember how we got onto that. Whoops. I'm awful with that. But it made me think a little bit further into the future. I'm going to hold um, my follow up to that because I'll bring it back up when okay. we get to another part of the episode. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Because I think she actually said something that I thought was great that would have helped somebody out. So let's get there. <laughs> yes. So we have Christian time. Um, and he, so Christian walks in and goes, I see a baby bump. And of course it's Sergio's mannequin and the victory dress that Sergio's trying to make for, um, his model, um, and explains to Christian, like, this is going to be a party with her family. And Christian's like, well, it's, I mean, it's nice, but it's not exciting. I feel like mm. maybe if you make it more interesting, like you can push it, like make it a little bit more interesting. And so I feel like Christian here tries to be really, really nice and shady. In the shade is nice. Goes, yeah, nice mm-hmm. in the shade. I'm I'm just going to say, um, well, you work with clients, right? I'm sure that you are, like when you work with clients, you always, you know, you, you have to push them a little bit, right? Like, this is what you do with your clients. Like, they give you what you want, but then you as a designer, you know, you take them and you, like, you push them a little bit. And um, is asking them questions like, well, what about this? And what about if we do something with here? And Sergio is like, no, uh, I'm not going to do any of that. So thanks, Christian. And we just get this really, like, you know, some insight into him playing sports and camouflaging sports. Because I think I think Christian gets fed up with trying to suggest him to not make his um, to make his like six foot three boring dress like pregnant Olympian a bag of clothes. So like a clothes that looks like a bag. Yeah. So he's like, so like Sergio, like, did you play sports? He's like soccer. Yeah, I played soccer. My dad played soccer. My my my, my brothers played soccer. So his his dad was a professional professional soccer player. Yeah, and he talks about how he played sports as a way of camouflaging his gayness. And um, yeah, and then oh my god, I wrote this down. And his mm-hmm. mantra is because you know if you live your truth proudly, then no one can really come for you. And then mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes, well, no one I think can come for you because I think you're a sociopath. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you're, I think you're okay. I think you're fine. Like no one's, people have been coming for you. Christian has been coming <laughs> for you. Um, social media has been coming for you. Uh, Leslie Jones has been coming for you. If anyone saw that on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh, I did, I missed that. I have to go look. Oh man, there's a Leslie Jones rant and I have never felt so connected to someone I've never met. <laughs> And by the way, I loved, I, I have loved her for a long time. I think, she, well, okay, maybe loved is a strange word, but I mean, I admired her. I, admired, I admire how she is publicly. That's what I mean. I don't know her. I don't, but I, I I'm going to go look that up. Yeah. It's so funny because it's my thoughts coming out of her mouth. I'm just like, oh, I, I love it. Basically, she's mm-hmm. like, humble, your, humble yourself. So you just come on, just like humble yourself, take some notes and listen, just listen to what, but I think this was um, in response to him saying things like, well, you know, Brittany's not that great. Brittany's stupid. And, you know, I think Leslie Jones went off. Um, then we cut to Christian Siriano wasting everyone's goddamn time, pretending to be a rhythmic gymnast with some uh, um, 
what do you call it? Measuring tape. <laughs> but you okay. love this moment, Patricia. <laughs> and I think this is the first time or one of the, the one of the first times I noticed that we're we are getting this Olympic fanfare theme. It's kind of like their Bobo version of John Williams Olympic fanfare, which is one of my favorite things to listen to by the Boston Pops Orchestra. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what any of that means as you just said, but okay, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. What was your question? That, oh. person, that person made like the Star Wars soundtrack? Yeah. No. Yeah. Star Wars. That, that is just the- oh, Indiana okay. Jones. Okay. Jaws. Harry Potter. Oh. Uh, Dear. And then this new iteration of Star Wars. Well, basically all the Star Wars. And then, and then uh, John Williams has written two Olympic fanfares for the Olympics. And the one that is my favorite is the one that if you listen, okay. if you watch the Olympic, like it's like it's my favorite. Anyway, I love it. I'm obsessed with John Williams as well. All right. So let's move on. We, all, we, we move on to Jeffrey, whose model is Naya, the rugby player, and he's making an out with my girls dress with um, it's a mini dress with a slit. Jeffrey, even though this is a one day challenge is only in muslin yeah Um, so i'm like even with a one-day challenge like jeffrey what are you doing we also have victoria making a red dress another red dress i think this is the second red dress that Kristen has visited and she's doing her very victoria-esque design with cutouts and asymmetry and um britney feels like it doesn't pass the sniff test because she's like oh my god i can't believe that Victoria is so lucky that she got a client who asked for exactly the things that she's done for every single challenge. Um, but in a way, I'm just like, I, I think also this was a, this was a very effective client designer meeting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, where she asserted herself, but she didn't lead in with it. I expected her to be a lot more assertive, but Helen asked for straps. And I feel like, that is Victoria's specialty. Brittany thinks it's her specialty, but I think it kind of is Victoria's also in a different yeah. way. Well, Brittany, Brittany is about the symmetrical straps. <laughs> yes. And asymmetrical hemlines, but symmetrical straps. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, next, we have Marquise, whose model is Scout. And Christian goes, wow, you're braiding. Uh so he comes over and Mar- Marquise is braiding, um, I guess, chiffon around the bodice. And um, and then this is where we find out that she's like, oh, she only finds things in the kids section. So she wants things that are more mature. Um, uh, but it also, yeah. And, and yeah, it kind of, even on the mannequin, for some reason, with the braiding and the, and the mesh, I'll talk about this later, but it's still looking a little junior to me. But his is also red, but it feels a bit more pink on on um, mm. on camera. So it's not necessarily yeah. as red as everyone else's, which is great. Yeah, that's more fuchsia-ish. Yeah, fuchsia, fuchsia. Uh, we also have Brittany, who looks like she's figured out what to do with that neckline, but also is it seems is coming off a little beholden to Christian. Um, 
feels like she because we talked about this last week with Dalen about her uh, how Christian is kind of like Brittany I saved you give me a t-shirt Brittany I saved you make me some pants Brittany I saved you don't fuck this up and it's like don't put all this pressure on Brittany but she feels it and she doesn't want to disappoint Christian she says so yeah. I wrote in my notes I'm like so is she playing it, it too safe with this design um, cause it mostly looks like she's kind of draped a little bit on the mannequin, but she's gotten this really gorgeous lace fabric that, um, she said that her model likes vintage inspired things. So she got something that was, you know, like 1920s kind of art deco in terms of the design on it. Um, and then we have Nancy and I think. Nancy's like, I got to make this. I got to make an underskirt. I got to make a train. I got to make a train, two trains for her, one for um, below, one for up top. And then I'm also going to make a train for the chair. And then I'm wondering, should I make like the whole dress underlying so she can take the top dress off completely? And Christian Tirana is like, Nancy, just make a dress. (laughs) Just make a dress. Because he's so worried about her and her time. And also she keeps listing things and layering all these things. It seems as if, especially from last week with the tie dye challenge and she didn't even really make a top. She draped and pinned a top 10 minutes before the runway. So um, Christian already has her on his radar of just like, listen, you don't have time to make all these layers of dresses. Like just please just make something, please. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But anything else before we move on to the model fitting? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, this comes back to the only thing I have to say is in light of how to keep. It's a one-day challenge. Mm. They're dressing Olympians. You know, they're dressing people whose bodies are not the model form that comes with the the workroom, right? Mm. Um, And... Their mentor, Christian, does this incredible ribbon dance in the workroom, <laughs> which I loved, which I thought was great. But I don't think it's to Christian Siriano behind the scenes show. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was sort of like, I love, and this is exactly like, I love the fact that Christian comes in there. And I've said this before, with an attitude that isn't, I'm better than you, I'm superior to you. Right. You know, comes in there, hey, if I'm in space were shuffled differently, I'd be I'd be your peer, you know, and I, I like that attitude. Right. At the same time, maybe this was a little too far in terms of <laughs> it's really about you being there for them, Siriano. And I really like Christian, by the way. I think Christian is great. But I thought it's not that late, you know, last week. Last, you, yeah. Christian was there at 1130 at night. You know, this is not that late. So why so loopy? (laughs) And then how is someone like Sergio supposed to take you seriously? Who's so hung up on, you know, a pyramid power structure, you know? I know. Yeah. I feel like that boat has sailed with Sergio. Sergio's like, "Mm, I dress Billy Porter first. I think he lost Sergio before Sergio walked in the door. (laughs) But you're right. I, you know, I have a feeling that, so Christian, 
you know, it's just a little, it's like a bubbly uh, vessel of energy and charm and sass or whatever. And has been that way since he's, since his first season on Project Runway. And probably has been like that all the time, just kind of like a character. And I can imagine they're down to six designers. There is so much mm-hmm. room in that workroom. And so that's true. I, I feel like it's, it's like, it's like candy for Christians. Like, Oh my God, look, all this room, I can twirl around. I can do a cartwheel. I can just, you know, roll my yeah. on the floor. I can just do some like jumping jacks in the corner. And like, where's a jump rope? Give me a jump rope. I can jump rope in here. Look how tall these ceilings are. So yeah, a, a part of me is like, you know, kind of, you know, the dog and the squirrel thing is like, Oh, Oh, space room. Oh, let's play a little. And that's why I was like, listen, they only have, yeah, I agree. They only have a day. You see the bags in this room. They all need your help. Christian. Do you see this? Do you see what Brittany's making? I know. I know. And I think that in a way, like I love the dynamic between Jeffrey and Christian, because I think Jeffrey, well, both Brittany and Jeffrey are, I think the only two, well, Marquis too. Okay, mm-hmm. basically everybody except Victoria and Sergio. Yes. But they, they really take Christian seriously as a designer and as a mentor. Like when, when Christian speaks, they, they at least, they, they listen, they consider it, and they show it. Um, yeah, so that's really good to see. And I love the dynamic specifically the way that Christian and Joffrey always have a creative talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. In, in a way that's sort of, they're very open to each other's ideas. But with Sergio and with Victoria, there's so much resistance. It's almost like they don't take him seriously. And I'm like, why, why don't you? Yeah. I mean, like- I, I think there's something up with their personalities and because I would, it is, you know, Christian could come in, you know, dressed as he's like, I'm going to be a clown today. And with the full on makeup and, or the next day he's like, you know what? Um, I decided that I'm going to be a swamp creature and pretend that I just came out of the East River. And I'd be like, I would still be like, oh, my God, Christian Siriano, you've done so much. I take you incredibly seriously. But you're just a character. Great. You wear costumes every day. But for me, you know, and I think same thing for Brittany and for Jeffrey and even Marquise. They they just look at the costume like, oh, wow, you're very green today. So what do you think about this neckline here? Like, is this too short? Whereas for Sergio and Victoria, they're just like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Like, what? Who is this? Is it a professional? A designer? Is that Christian? Looks like a swamp creature. You know, I feel like that really, they have like those types of personalities where it really does matter how you present yourself, even with past knowledge of the things that you've done. So I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, but I, I also agree that Christian's not, it's not helping his cause. Um, I mean, let's go to Christian and Jeffrey with Naya during her fitting mm. and his dress because of, so Jeffrey was in Muslin, right? And runs to, for the model thing, like runs to get, a, I think he called it like a, oh shoot, like a rough, a rough dress. He's like, he wants to get like rough fabric together so that he has something to fit on the model. That's because he's made all of his time um, during the, uh, the actual work, workroom time to make this muslin. And when he puts it on her, Christian comes over 
And it's like, you know, everything is wrong. It, you know, you can hear him saying like, do you, do you really want to slit? And she's like, I want to slit. And he's like, okay. You can tell Jeffrey does not want to put a slit in that dress, but she wants a slit and he's not going to say no. He is the color of her dress. He's bright, bright red. And the bust is crazy. It's like the, the bust line and the, and the waist are meeting each other in ways that it ought not to. <laughs> and Christian's like, yeah, the waist is kind of high. He's like, yeah, but it's, it's kind of short, right? He's like, I'm not concerned about how short it is, but that waistline is weird. And the bust is strange. And it's like, poor Jeffrey. Um, yeah, but we have also, let's see here, Victoria and, um, her model. So I, I just love this little moment here because Victoria has gotten everything that she wanted except for sleeves. She really wants to put sleeves on this dress. And she says, I do not like dresses without sleeves. And Helen's like, this is a salsa dress. I'm not putting on sleeves. She's like, okay. And then you can see Christian comes over. He's like, how's it going over here? Oh, this is great. It's looking like you. It's got your signature on it. And while he's talking with Helen, Victoria is pinning a sleeve to her shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. You got like even more like you already got your asymmetry and your cutouts and could you just leave the sleeve alone but you kind of see that I feel like you need an Olympian to be like no (laughs) I don't want sleeves Victoria leave me alone leave my arms alone so um and also this woman is she's it's so funny because she's like I don't I've never had anything that was custom made I know it looks shitty right now, but I'd wear it like this. This is already the best thing I've ever put on my body. I'll wow. walk out of here with the pins in it. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> that was that was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> um, we get to see Brittany's models tan lines. Because I would say I rolled my eyes real hard when she was like, I just don't want to show my tan lines. And I was like, oh, really? Your tan lines? But holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like her I, I didn't I didn't think they were that bad. I I they were more there was more of a contrast than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um but the way Whitney started, you know, draping around the shoulders to sort of cover up that line, then you know, it really wasn't that much of a of a difference in color. But um but yeah, so she yeah, she's working with her. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Now we have Sergio on the ground fixing the hem of the gown for his model. I am not convinced that I feel like when, when designers get on the floor, it's kind of like when photographers get on the floor to shoot. Where's like, look Say at me. more. Look at, look, oh my God, like, look, look at me. Like, I, to get this shot, I'm willing to do anything, anything for the shot. And I'm just like, whatever. And I'm pretty sure the camera people got down below with him was like, oh my God, like, this is like, this is like a sports shot. Like, this is like my sports moment, like a designer on the ground. Like, I'm going to capture this, but I'm like, I'm not impressed. Moving on, (laughs) Nancy. Yeah. Pointless. <laughs> so now we have Nancy, and she's fitting Tatiana, 
um, behind the um, the room divider and she said that she's basically figured out to Velcro. She's made like four dresses for Tatiana. And she, <laughs> they're all removable. They're all interchangeable. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I'm just using Velcro for everything. I just wrote that the neckline at this point, at this point looked kind of messy. Um, but also there is a moment where Tatiana just shows her what she does with the other gowns that she's worn so that it, they don't get caught in her wheels and um, just, just kind of basically bunches them around her, her, her thighs and just, you know, very, very practically. And Nancy's like, okay, I'll just design the front of the gown like that. So um, we have Marquise and Scout who doesn't give a shit about her tan lines because <laughs> they're <laughs> everywhere I know. So um, she's got the, I guess, the lace top and then um, some braiding. And it's now it's asymmetrical. It's one uh, one shoulder. And yeah, I, I just feel like so Victoria, it it switches off to Victoria saying like, it looks cheap to me. It looks cheap. And I. It, this is when I got really worried for Marquise and Scout because I I was like, for me, it looks junior. And I understand that braiding, yay, you're doing something crafty, but I th- braiding has been a thing. And when he said he was braiding, I expected to see a lot more braiding by this time. And it's yeah, also braid, braiding and Olympians. It's like, yeah, okay, you know. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Because there's like braids in some kind, some type of um, like Greek imagery. Also, the laurel, like oh. there's laurels that look like braids, or there's like it's sort of like in this the visual codex of Olympian, oh. you know, victory kind oh. of stuff. So I was like, eh, braiding, eh. Okay, yeah, I wasn't so hot was, about it either. But also because I'm like, it's in the same color. Everything is in in the same color, very monochromatic, that you lose that detail in it. But also it's not, he's not making really intricate or interesting braids. It's just doing what, it's just finishing the, the edges of, of the garment. Um, But it's looking really junior. And in my head, I'm like, well, okay. She's happy that it's long and that there's a slit. She really loves a slit. And if so, this is one of the things that I worried about with Marquise, where I'm like, now here, Marquise, here's your job to kind of push her into something more fashionable, because I feel like same thing with, for instance, Helen, who's like, I'd walk out of this room with the pins in it. It's like they're just just kind of they're on a level, like just happy to be there. And so (laughs) so it's like what will make them happy is the fact that you're even attempting a garment that is made for their body. And I think yeah. with scout, I'm like, Oh, okay. She's happy with the slit and the color and the length. That's so basic. Now Marquise get on in there with your design know-how and push it. So, I know. So I know. I like, oh, come on more, more. So yeah, that's, that was my thing about that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. We also have a moment here. So staying on Marquise, this is a thing that I really 
worried about. He goes, you know what, Scout? I'm going to make me a shirt to match yours. And I thought, oh, no. If you have time to make a whole nother shirt, then maybe you can braid some more or... I don't know. Do something. Do something. Exactly. Put more into your dress and not into whatever you're going to make for yourself. Unfortunately, they cut to Nina saying something that I think Marquise has totally misinterpreted. And what Mm -hmm. she says, she goes, Marquise. And this is back in the sheer challenge. (laughs) (laughs) This is back in the sheer challenge. Um, When it's confirmed this confirmed for me because I think I, I questioned whether or not he actually did this. It confirmed to me that he did make that shirt for himself um, off camera. So I think he actually made a full on T-shirt, not just slapping on the little elephant that he cut out from the sheer fabric that he used on Stephanie. So he's on the this is a flashback to him standing next to Stephanie and Nina going, Marquise, I love the fact that you incorporated you and her together. You really have a good sense of style. I want to see more of that. But I think Marquise heard, I love the fact that you look like her prom date. You know me and how I feel about matchy-matchy love. Love matchy-matchy. Next time, I want you and your model to look like best of friends at Six Flags on your sixth grade field trip. Because I'm like, remember those days? I don't know if you did this because you live near Six Flags. But I grew up near Magic Mountain in Valencia, California. And when the sixth graders, you know, like, you know, I went to a K through six school. So the sixth graders were the seniors of the campus. And our field trip for the for before graduation was going to Magic Mountain. And all the cool kids dressed like their other friends. And so you have like all of these kids walking around Six Flags wearing jeans and a type of colored shirt and I feel like Marquise is like oh yeah so Nina just wants to see that but in me but I'm like this is a design show you're you're they want to see your designs on your model technically it doesn't count if it's on you because you're not the model (laughs) like it doesn't count on you Marquise oh so Mm, you know what you just broke up I I missed oh no I, I was saying that Marquise is not the model yeah. So basically, I'm like, don't. It doesn't count. So anyway. Right. 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 And also, Nina does not like matchy matchy things. I just put that in there to make fun. If you all know, Nina hates yeah. matchy matchy. And I really do. Yeah, she's think... very adamant about it. Wait, what? She's very adamant about it. Yeah, hates it. It bores her. Like, don't bore her. And then. You know, with the whole idea of incorporating your style, that's that was her encouraging him to do what he had done for the sheer challenge, which, you know, I didn't really understand how he incorporated style into that. But um, I that that's definitely where she was trying to lead him. She's like, this is what we want to see from you, but on your models. And that's another thing. I'm like, you also could have made Scout some pants, but she really wanted a dress. So it's like, all right, let's. Let's do that. Let's not let's steer away from or or incorporate some of your menswear because I'm pretty sure that's what they love. Um, anyway, so. All right. Any last words before we say goodbye to our models until runway time? No. Um, I wrote in my my notes, someone was yelling, so inspiring, so inspiring 
inspiring. I think it might have been Christian Siriano. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like applauded them, like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. Bye. Oh, oh my God, amazing. So he says goodnight to everyone um, and leaves them and says, like, you know, tomorrow will be an athletic and patriotic show. And then Marquise <laughs> does something for the cameras that <laughs> makes me feel like we ought to have you know, an offshoot of Project Runway and just have something called the Stool Olympics or the Mannequin Olympics oh. or whatever. But again, in the spirit of John Williams, who is super strong in this episode, Marquise dances on his stool and in rhythm with the music, or I should say the editors put in rhythm with Marquise, everything he does, he stomps and then the music ends. It's so great. It's so great. It's pretty good. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway. I would totally watch Project Runway bloopers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's so fun. Because yeah. I mean, they're all sleep deprived and and you know stir crazy. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Jeffrey Jeffrey has dropped many a bagel plate in the morning before he smoked a cigarette. I'm sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there, I'm pretty sure there could be a whole segment on the things that Jeffrey has dropped. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure just the way Jeffrey is like, oh, 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 oh no, eggs, oh, egg down, bagel down, coffee down. Yeah. Oh, but, but curl up, you know, and this is a perfect segue <laughs> to go into the next part of the runway. Like the runway day starts with Jeffrey and um, Victoria getting dressed. I guess they share a room. I, I missed that part. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. But so there's this hilarious back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Go, like what? Okay, what is this? Can you, like, I'll I'll eager with this. I don't know who said it, but at, at at some point, oh no, Jeffrey says word as in agreement with you. Like oh yeah, like word yeah. up, like word up. Word is truth. Word is bond. However, the mm-hmm. many cultural ways of saying like I know what you mean. I agree with you. Word. word. But Victoria hears nerd, and she goes, "Oh nerd, yes you are." <laughs> And there's this hilarious back and forth. And he's like, no, not nerd, word. And she she goes, I know what word means when you're strange, but not quite strange. You are. He goes, no, not weird, word. She's like, yeah, weird. This word, weird. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile Miss Moldova is wearing this, like, complicated ensemble of, like, light pink and green multi-belted multi-slots multi um snapped situation that i don't really understand it weirdly looks uh, like a victoria slash jeffrey collaboration doesn't it well look at that it's kind of military but asymmetrical and the colors are weird uh, <laughs> colors are weird and then jeffrey writes a mental love letter no, he writes, he basically tells us a video love letter to uh, Victoria, which is, her hair is huge, it matches her personality, she's she's funny, she's mean, she's, she's everything you want in a girl. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, oh my god, she's so mean to me, I love her, she's so great, she hates me, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> I live in her hate. <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a wonderful moment because okay, um, and we 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 skipped over this, but but I think it ties into the la- one of the last moments in the workroom in the previous night 
because after the after the fitting, Jeffrey is freaking out because everything's wrong with his outfit. So he wants to start all over again. And Victoria's yeah. like, no, your outfit is fine. The fabric that you made, it's it's okay. Like you can just use this and sip, 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 do whatever. And Jeffrey's like, oh, oh, I wish I were the type of designer that could just like alter a garment or like rip a seam. Or it just feels like he dug himself a hole. And Victoria, and calling back to your observation of her as someone who can like, who has all of the goods to do yeah. well um, mm-hmm. because she can actually sew and has a, a, a strong point of view and also a strong personality mm-hmm. tries to come over and save Jeffrey from himself and she can't do it. I mean, Jeffrey can only save himself. We all can, but, um, but, but, but I, I totally agreed with her and I thought that was, she, you know, cause she was like, this is, this is crazy. This is the end of the night. You don't have time. So take what you have and just alter it. And I thought it said it was a wonderful thing for her to step in. Um, but also just kind of duh that, I mean, it's absolutely nuts because I think other people in the workroom were just like, don't do this. But then also I, it says something about Jeffrey too. Um, it's, it felt like a moment of self-sabotage in a way. Um, yeah. and it was so obvious and I, I, it, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but I kind of liked that they had that moment where Victoria was just like, don't do this. You can save this garment. There's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So then, like, they wake up in the morning in the penthouse. And let's see. We can go to the the runway. Anything else about the penthouse before we, we go back to the workroom? No. No. Yeah. So, okay. So we go to the workroom. And it's it's a mad rush. And I would say the person who has the most issues right now is Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey is just losing his shit. He is the same, definitely the same color of his garment. It's almost like perhaps he's actually mistaken his own skin for the color of his garment. Like he's just like stripped his skin off of his body. And that's what he's sewing together. He doesn't know the difference. It's He's so red. And... <laughs> It's it's so stressful to look at because I'm like, you did this to yourself, Jeffrey. You did this to yourself. And then there's there's this moment of drama with what I call black gunk on Iron Gate. So oh, oh. Jeffrey's running wow. around trying to get the finishing touches and then he goes to the goes to the iron and then it's like steams his dress, brings it up and it's like, what? Oh my God, this dress went from perfect to absolute crap in three seconds. And I'm like, how? How? You, I mean, did, did you <laughs> did you take Nancy's seam ripper over there, like her electric seam ripper, and just like just go to town over it? Like, did a raccoon just come off of, you know, the sidewalk and just kind of strip things open? And no, no, you just steamed your dress. There's a little black gunk on it. I feel like. I don't know. Perhaps it's just me. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's okay. I also was afraid that perhaps he had, it would be bad if his dress was made of like some synthetic fabric and it the iron was way too hot and then it melted some of the garment. Like that's bad, but he really wasn't in that bad of a shape, but it becomes this whole drama of like who was it? Who put the black gunk on the iron? Yeah. Nancy Brittany. The edit gave us the answer. Who was it? I think it was Nancy. Oh, yeah, it was definitely Nancy. 
because of the and I say that because of the colors of of Nancy's garment. Mm-hmm. Because there's only really two people who use dark, right? Brittany and Nancy. But Nancy's garment had the more of the color matching that was on the iron. Yeah. And also, so, I don't know if you noticed this, but like earlier in the episode, I just watched this on the second, or I saw this on the second watch, where they, they kind of like um, foreshadow it. They show Brittany on the iron using hmm. it correctly. She just does seam, seam, holds it up, and it's clean. Hmm. You see it's very clean. And I was like, that is so shady in a way that is not noticeable and only for the editors and for people who watch this episode like five times. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I, I, I think it was, I think it was Nancy then. Um, and I think even, even Nancy said, oh, it might've been me, you know? <laughs> I know. Poor Nancy. It's like, oh. Yeah. I know. Two weeks ago, she broke a sewing machine. This I week, know. she wrecks the presentment. You know what? Perhaps that's also a thing. Uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Nancy's going around wreaking <laughs> havoc on all the accessories and all of the, the accoutrements of the workroom. <laughs> because um, of, like, doing five pieces on a one-day challenge, you know? I mean, yes. Oh, talk about a one-day challenge doing five pieces. I mean, I don't even know how to segue into that. But we had Brittany. <laughs> we have Brittany, yes. Fitting her model. And so she's figured out something with that neckline. She put in what she calls a modesty panel um, because her uh, her model has like a large bus. And I, I don't know if she asked for this modesty panel, but it seemed like she just, she's like, I got to put that in there. I'm like, okay, I, all right. So she, you know, like cleavage, like really nice cleavage. And then... Um, Sergio sort of weighing in going like I see Brittany over there losing herself with her design God. I don't know if she has a background with clients I'm like you don't know why don't you ask her some questions and if you yeah. don't know then shut up <laughs> like, just like Thank keep you. your mouth shut Thank I don't you. know I'm like you always are making these crazy assumptions about people and assuming that everyone is stupid anyway I'm just sick of Sergio Thank you, yeah. Leslie Jones. I'm letting it out mostly because Leslie Jones is leading the way in all things. Oh. <laughs> um, also, have you noticed that they've been featuring this woman in hair and makeup? She's been on. Oh, yeah. I don't. Re- I couldn't yeah. remember her name, but she looks like someone who was on the show last year. Whose name mm. I also don't remember. They look very similar. I know they're not the same person, but she was on the after show with Delvin. And I wasn't really sure why. And apparently she also was interviewed, um, I guess, this week as well. She's on this after show. But I, I thought it was interesting, her interaction with, I think it was Helen or Tatiana in hair and makeup. Oh, no, it's it's, it's Helen. Um, because Helen's like, yeah, I had to cut my hair short all the time to fit in with the boys. Like, I love, like... You know, I think you're someone you make eye contact with me, so you look like someone who is able to engage. And you know, so yeah, like my hair, right? Because you work with hair. And then she goes, "Oh my god, yeah, that's so crazy." So I'm gonna put this extra hold hairspray because it locks in the style. And I'm like, "Uh, that's what hairspray does." I just thought, whoever this woman is, like, she's kind of bad on camera. 
because I was like, duh. Yeah, I like this extra hold hairspray. This is what the extra hold hairspray does. And she's like, bye. Doesn't engage with Helen. We don't see her be like, oh, wow, interesting. That's a great story, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, just one of those other like punch, like check mark moments in this episode. It was like, okay, great. Let's get the commercial with the hairspray in. Let's move on. Um, yeah, let, let's get that Mike Bloomberg commercial. <laughs> Did you get a Mike Bloomberg commercial on this on on this when you were watching this either one of the five times you watched it <laughs> uh no but no i actually did not but i've seen enough i've seen the, enough? i mean yeah i've seen enough of michael bloomberg i was in la <laughs> because i'm wondering okay so this is the one this is like the one project runway episode that has somebody who is a professional rifle shooter and like you know two weeks also the, the ads actually are not part of the programming. The are mm. the ads are sort of like um, I'm not sure if either Bravo Bravo decides that you know for this week or if Roku decides that because I'm using Roku. Mm. But one of the ads was you know this week, this past week, you know Mike Bloomberg like m- made some statement about like um, he was going to ban dangerous assault rifles uh-huh. so not not other rifles just dangerous assault rifles yeah but for some reason there's a commercial on on this episode and i'm like wow <laughs> how is is this a coincidence it's a little too matchy matchy for this to be a coincidence but still just <laughs> still disturbing what's going on here <laughs> i mean it's like uh, first of all it's just like how dare you so many my bluebird ads but I, mm. I I wouldn't put it past him. I, I don't know how much technology that money can wield where it can look into the episode and pull out keywords and match it with the appropriate ad. Yeah. I think it could totally do That's what happens. That. Well, that is what happens. That's oh, no. it's called ad serving technology. Oh, like that was No, that is what happens. Wow. Um Yeah. There's a whole bunch of platforms that actually do just that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, fortunately, I was spared them, but, you know. Okay. That's cool. You know. I guess different time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That makes me, that makes me laugh because I've been thinking about that last debate. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about it off podcast, but like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. okay. Oh, man. So many things. Um, Runway time. Yeah, let's get to the runway. Oh, also, first, let's get five minutes before the runway. Jeff. Okay. Jeffrey, who is, again, the color of his dress. Yes. Was going to let the dress go down the runway with her wearing weird hips. It wasn't fitting right. Christian looks at it and goes, look at those hips on her. And so we start a whole new leg of the Olympic Games of Fashion. And he uses his curls to dash between the sewing machine and the work table and the ironing board and somehow smoking a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> Jeffrey's a multitasker. I mean, in my, I, I started typing in all caps cause I got so mad at this. Cause I'm like, Jeffrey, how dare you blame Nancy or Brittany for gunking up that iron. You are already sabotaging your own self worse than any innocent mistake with a, with an iron 
you know, I was so mad. Oh man, I well, I was real mad. I'm looking at my my notes now. I wrote a lot of exclamation points. I couldn't believe that he was smoking out that door, with like 30 seconds to go. <laughs> so anyway, so he gets his dress back on, um, on Naya, and the hips are, you know, m- miraculously. I shouldn't say miraculously, skillfully dealt with at least. Um, but that bus still looks crazy. All right. Time for the runway. <laughs> okay. So we go to the runway and someone did not give Carly the memo that she should not wear red today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carly is also in red. And also Marquise and also Nancy. There's so much red on the runway. Uh, so we have our normals for this uh, this episode in terms of our judges. We have Carly Kloss, of course, Nina Garcia. We have um, Elaine Walter Roth and Brandon Maxwell. And mm-hmm. we also have Lindsay Vaughn, who is not someone who represents the range of athletes that we're, we've been like graced with so far. And we also get, you know, we all know who Lindsey Vaughn is. It's it's fine. Um, really famous, like, slope skier and affiliated with Tiger Woods for a while. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. For a long while. That was, I think that was pre-spiral. Um, so many things. Anyway. So we have... Um, our cheat sheet so listeners this is the time where you can go to the show notes and then click in the cheat click on the link to get you the cheat sheet again it's in runway order and these are our final looks so let's start with victoria from Moldova. and um we have helen here in her um and th- there was some drama with this outfit as well as it in being as it as it being kind of short um, and so th- that was pretty much like some like non-drama around this because coming down the runway, it is kind of short, but it's not intolerably short or it's not, um, as Nina would say, vulgar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I still think that the actual hemline around it is a little wonky. Like it feels, it looks wavy to me. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. I with, agree. With all of it? All I said? <laughs> yeah, with everything you said. It, it looks wonky. Mm-hmm. It, it, Yeah, it looks very wonky. It does. And I mean, I think all she needs is to kind of steam it, but I think it would have been nice if it were a little bit shorter. I mean, not shorter, longer. Um, longer, yeah. Say, really? Shorter? <laughs> no, no, not, yeah, sorry. Longer, but also I feel like the asymmetry is nuts. Like the the contrast, like the difference, like there, and I know that's her style with this very blunt change of a hemline, but um, having it be so short, it it does in particular with this one feel more unbalanced than usual. So yeah, all right. And I also think if it's for salsa dancing, do you really want a big side flap like that? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be useful for movement. It doesn't seem like that adds much to your ballroom frame. No, it really doesn't. But also you can't, I mean, you can like throw your leg up and 
No, you really can't. With something that short? Not really. Yeah, you'd be showing everything, but you you'd have you know, you know, you'd have room to throw your leg up. I don't know. Blue tights, <laughs> you know. Some zebra tights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or some boy shorts. You can put like little like whatever, like those uh tennis shorts underneath. <laughs> don't know. Okay, next we have Sergio and Faluke. And uh, her maternity dress, that maternity ball gown that he's made for her in yellow. And it's got a cut up, cut out in the back. And I mean, it's a bag. He made a bag. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Or should I go first? Because I feel like I've been ranty. No, you go first. You go first. I've, I've already been ranty. Oh, okay, you've been ranty, so I'll be ranty. Um, I thought this model is so tall, and I think that, um, oh my god, Sergio made this model look really small hmm. with proportions because yeah. it's like the potato sack effect doesn't do anything for this person's height. And it also, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, she gets to the end of the runway. So in my, in my notes, I'm just like, it's just, she has a stomach that she wants to show. She has um, arms that she might want to show. He covered her completely up. And I, I think the, the, the proportions of it are fine, but it's like, this is not what she asked for. And she has to kind of like show off her bump herself and I'm like, that's, that is, it. if it weren't Sergio, it would just be clueless. But I think with Sergio, it's just disrespectful because he is designing based off an assumption. And also, you know, he's, he's like, I don't see why a woman would want to be um, in anything skin tight, even though, you know, there's photos of, 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 oh my God, of Heidi Klum all over the interwebs. Um, and all these iconic um, iconic dresses and, you know, going to award shows on the red carpet, wearing very, very skin tight clothes because that's just what Heidi Klum likes to wear, pregnant or not. And also this his idea of what comfort looks like. Like this is what he thinks comfortable pregnant women ought to look like. And I think, you know, there's something about her doing the work herself and like, I am pregnant. You know, I don't want to act as if I am not. I'm not, yeah. you know, this is not something that, like, this This isn't something that, um, you know, I think if we were in Sergio's version of the 1950s, like, this would be okay because back then it was seen as, you know, uh, you know, in his, in his brain, like, it was seen as something to be perhaps, like, um, uh, modern. Yes. Yeah. Something to hide. Um, and something to to keep out of the way because if you showed it too much, maybe it would be a little bit egregious or whatever or vulgar, you know, as Nina would say. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought this was a really disrespectful dress to her in general. No details, so nothing. Too. And like those sleeves were crazy; they're so long. They they're go, weird like, near her elbows. And, and the height of the sleeve with the yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then with those, I don't know what it's called, but the cutouts where you can see the skin, it, it just doesn't work with the sleeve. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make up for the fact that you've covered up the rest of her body. It just doesn't make up for it. Right. And she didn't want to be covered up. So, all right. Next, we have Marquise and Scout. Yeah, so now you go. I just went, so now you go. I, you know, I so mad at Marquise, first of all. Can we have some details? Can we have, like, some pockets or something? I, and also more braiding. If you're going to do braiding, if you're going to go full out with that, like, can we see more? Um, To me, it looks junior. And I would be okay with that, but she asked for not junior. And I, when you get close in on the bodice part, the keyhole or whatever, I'm, I don't know, the lace, I'll I'll call it the lace, like the lace fabric. Mm -hmm. And I think some of you listeners know, and you also know, um, Patricia, my, it's my pet peeve when they do that thing where they cut the bodice at the top of the bust and then they have extra, like a different type of fabric. Um, connect it to it to go up and at least he broke that up but and, and you know it was like one piece on the mannequin when we saw it and he added the the, the braiding detail to that but still it wasn't enough and I I just was like I, I don't I don't think enough was done to the skirt it just was like you have this top that you braided and then you hemmed the skirt and you gave her a slip yeah. it's not enough so it wasn't much. It was very like un- underthought, hmm. even from like Marquise. It wasn't thought through. And I think that Marquise was like, "Oh, I don't want to do any more because I want to make my client happy." Right. Um, but there was some vision missing. Yeah. Yes. I yes yes I second all of that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next we have Brittany. All right, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought this model, this model, this athlete looked fantastic, walked fantastic. But the dress was, it was hard for me because I'm like, okay, I know the dress is boring, yeah. boring, yeah. boring. But when I saw, um, oh gosh, um, Kim's face, Kim, Kim. Mm-hmm. that's Kim Rody, right? Okay. Um, when I saw Kim's face, I was like, Kim is loving that dress. So yeah. who am I to disagree? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, what did I say? I said it's sparkly. Her cleavage looks awesome. But it's just that the finishing at the very top of that quote unquote modesty panel she put in there, it just looked kind of rough up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love that Brittany, what Brittany did was she brought in this vintage vibe that she wanted. Um, because, you know, even the way her hair is styled with kind of like the, these soft curls that are kind of, yeah. you know, 1920s or early, early 20th century type stuff. And yeah. it fits her so well. And the way what she came up with to hide her tan lines was a great idea. But I was so mad that she didn't. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm just mad that it's not. It looks like what she might do for bridal, because we do learn yeah. that Brittany does a lot of bridal. And so, you know. You know, stick it in your eyes, Sergio. She does work with clients. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Cli- and, and so this clients who can afford to buy clothes ex- that she made. Oh yeah, exactly. And so I, I, and so, but I, I saw this and I wondered, is this what a, 
is this what a what, the kind of dresses she makes for clients where it looks completely different from anything else that she's made and so that kind of concerned me um and it concerned me with everyone else like I was just excited to see what she would be able to do with a back and forth with someone but I feel like it's almost like the, on, the only people who got through what they really wanted to do good or bad were the ones who had just the strength of personality to just kind of prod yeah. their aesthetic in and Brittany is not that person um yeah, yeah. I mean face with like an Olympian who's like look I am the best shotgun shooter in history and I want this <laughs> and it's like okay all right <laughs> you you may have it you know so I don't know yeah. I don't know what that's I don't know so that's just that's it the only is- thing I'm disappointed in and what you're saying saying was also foreshadowed by the edit um, in a juxtaposition that was made very early on uh, between Victoria and um, Brittany, where when they are getting to know their client, Victoria says something like, oh, I push my design onto the client. And Brittany, Brittany, <laughs> Brittany says the opposite. Brittany says, I've been doing bridal. I know, I know enough to know that you don't push your design onto what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that both of these, you know, contestants, candidates, however, mm-hmm. um, both operate from different relationships to this challenge or different uh, approaches to this challenge, mm-hmm. but they each come out with very boring, boring results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In their own way, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's like, man, <laughs> it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you're not, if you don't. Um, we're just bored either way. Yeah, but, yeah, I know. yeah. I totally agree. All right, so next we have Jeffrey, um, and Naya. Yes. So, so now it's your turn. Right? Yeah. It wasn't until this moment that I I just was like, Naya looks like Issa Rae in that dress. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that because I thought the same. And I was like. I could not get past it. I was like, oh, my God. Also because Issa Rae has worn a dress like this in um, either either Insecure. I think it is an an episode of Insecure or an episode of Awkward Black Girl. I don't remember where. But I've seen her. Or it could have been on on an actual red carpet in real life. But I've seen her dress just like this in purple. I think it's purple. And then her hair looks just like this. And like they have like similar shaped eyes and she's, she's walking through. I'm like, Oh my God, it looks just like he's, she looks just like he's a Ray. <laughs> and um, so you got that too. <laughs> I thought that looks like Issa Ray's older sister without the yes, dimples, you yes. know? <laughs> And it wasn't until this dress, I was like, the whole time? <laughs> um, and it's so funny because, like, I don't like this dress off of Naya, but I I like the way it looked on her body. And yeah. I I think the, the bust with the V and how it's connected to the skirt is a problem. It just looks strange. Like, there's no shape to the top. But actually the photo on the cheat sheet to me isn't terrible i mean it doesn't look awful i think how he placed the straps looked really nice the details are are interesting but i just thought the shiny straps 
on the front and also on the back. So you, you can't see it on a sheet sheet, but there are straps on the back. We're just not enough. And I saw what he was trying to do with the pleat. I'm so glad he fixed the skirt. Um, but I, I, and I know this is, you know, she wanted a, a slit, but again, like Jeffrey with his force of personality could not talk her out of it <laughs> and probably couldn't talk her out of the length and the color, but he got his pleats in. And I feel like there's something really beautiful happening with the um, cascade of the pleats going into the slit. I think the yeah. slit, okay. They talk about the slit being a little too forward, literally like too forward. Um, and they're being able to see stuff but I feel like I don't know it did it seemed to walk well um it's just at that top part I don't I don't know I have a problem with that like it just doesn't look like anything Mm. what do you think I didn't get it I didn't get this look at all I mean I know that this is what the client asked for Mm -hmm. but I thought you can make a slit by layering one piece of fabric over another so that it doesn't have to look like you just cut, right? So, for example, given the design that Jeffrey chose, mm-hmm. one of those, um, I'm just going to say folds because I don't know what else to say. One of those folds could have just, instead of having this vertical panel where all of the folds end, which is like at the front of the leg, those folds could have been just its their own panel and continued mm. on and yeah. given a much more natural slit. Oh, that would And not necessarily so nice. there, you know. Mm. Um, but I don't know if that w- would have solved. I'm not sure if that would have reduced the, um, the sort of like prom factor that I think this dress kind of has. Well, I think it would have reduced what, what how... I- like how common this dress looks that's that i mean that's another thing i don't like about it it's like i've seen this dress before or or versions of this dress or you know it i think that that idea of continuing those pleats down would have been more jeffrey would have been more interesting to look at yeah and they could have even been very low to make a slit um to make a slit that would walk well Mm-hmm. without revealing anything but still have the optical illusion of being like wow look at that slit but it's actually mm-hmm. not that high because the one panel is so much longer you know um i don't know yeah That's yeah something i thought about yeah i i just was like oh jeffrey Ugh. um <laughs> man okay next we have nancy and tatiana who gets the most dramatic opening ever so she <laughs> rolls in front of the scrim and she's like getting ready like she like she has a train so we we are able to see the train and it just this like i just kind of went crazy over the camera angles here because i was like okay i just had to picture in my head the um the production of this because they follow her down the runway from behind so she probably had to walk down this or had to like roll down the runway a few times because we get a behind mm-hmm. shot so we can see the train on the back mm-hmm. and then we get um, like a side shot. So we see her, see her rolling from um, backstage and then we get a front shot with, with nothing behind her. So definitely um, they, they made Tatiana model this dress like at least three times. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, they could have just had different cameras. Yeah. But the other camera was so low. 
behind her. So there is a there's a there's a shot where they track her down the runway partway, um, so you can see the train in the back. But towards like she's walk she's run she's walking towards the front of the runway. But then when they cut to the front, you don't see a camera there. Yeah, and I think that could have just been attached to the wheelchair. Mm-mm, it wasn't. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I I just I'm just like how do they track this? <laughs> like this is like, and also I was I was kind of obsessed with the camera work because they've been pretty straightforward on this season with the camera work, like not too much funny stuff going on. Um, there's a lot of funny stuff that goes on in the workroom with all of their their still cameras, um, but with this one, I kind of appreciated how close they got to it. But also, I mean, we did have to see the details. And so we got to see the details from behind and they, um, they tracked her, um, going back, but yeah. What are your thoughts on this? I I'm just obsessed with the camera work. I thought this was very easily done with having one camera kind of on a very high tripod Mm. in the front and having a much lower, um, like even on the side, there's a really, there's several, I think that, this is on a, a dolly that's just moving behind her in all the time. Okay. I'm sure that... So I think the cameras are moving oh. more than... Okay. You know so what I mean? It's there, and then it switches to the front. Like, it's yeah. behind her, and then it, 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 like, booms over to the front. Yeah. Okay. But I still think there's more than two cameras on her. Okay. Yeah, but... But what did you think about this dress? This is Nancy. Um, now, now I was like re- reliving that moment um, <laughs> on the screen. And I was like just looking for camera angles. I didn't even see the dress. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I thought, um, well, this is something that Nancy mentions during uh, pre- previously in the show. But I thought the dress was very well proportioned mm-hmm. to Tatiana and to the chair. Like it was like one seamless thing. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. So, and I like the fact that this person didn't seem like, like Tatiana was trying to squeeze this big bulbous gown bottom onto the confinement of this equipment, you know? Yeah. So, I really liked how Nancy thought this through. Yeah, I agree. I thought well, it was inc- What did you think? In- I thought it was incredibly restrained, but not something that I think it would be difficult for Nancy to do. I thought I agree. Um that moment when she was like when Tatiana in her chair was like, "Well, this is what I have to do." And and um Nancy was like, "Okay, well, let me design it so you don't have to do that." So that if that's how you normally wear your dresses, so I'll work from that silhouette and so it's kind of like this is a whole this is like a a silhouette that we haven't seen on the runway and you know uh I think as opposed to this idea of what you um what we have seen when we have seen like you know when someone wants like a poofy ball gown or when someone wants like a, a formal dress um yeah I thought I thought the corset was really really well done and I know that people didn't like the the trim on it, but for some reason, I was like, it kind of goes with the fabric. The fabric is not my favorite. Like, I don't like the fabric at all. 
Um, yeah. That's the only thing. But I, I thought, because I was really af- afraid when she was like, I've got to make four things. I got to make the underlying. I make this, blah, blah, blah. That I thought it was going to be kind of too much. Um, yeah. But it wasn't. I, I think overall, this is one of those other things where I think with Nancy, I'm like, I wouldn't have chosen those textiles, but you've used them in a way that I'm okay with it. I don't hate it, but I wouldn't be drawn to it. And so this is this is the same thing where I'm like, I wouldn't be drawn to this fabric. I think it kind of looks like a curtain. Um, yeah, and I, and, and yeah, and I think the trim is is really heavy. It it feels kind of medieval to me, and I wouldn't choose that. But yeah, yeah, it fits her really well. It's very much like I don't know, like I've never seen Game of Thrones, but it seems like I would see that in a poster for that show. Yeah, you are correct. Have it not see that you are you're very correct in that reference. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the show. I've seen like the posters <laughs> on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> mythical know. medieval things yeah yeah so that's yeah, kind of what stuff that like, like that hashtag stuff like that <laughs> yeah I also okay talking about bloomberg commercials i've been seeing a lot of medieval times commercials so that's what i thought of when i saw this i was like hmm, you know what is, <laughs> what is medieval times oh no i have to explain this okay i don't I'm sorry, i don't know what that is and i've seen i've never seen a commercial for it okay yeah i don't so medieval times is a performance it's almost like going to whoops so sorry if I'm mischaracterizing this almost like going to a circus <laughs> but it's it's like you you go and it's like a it's a, a performance show where you watch medieval you watch like a joust I think I've never been you watch like a joust or you watch like these fake knights playing each other and there's like oh, a fake damsel in distress. Like a, and like then, a fair, a time traveling fair kind of thing. Yeah. And it's almost like you're going to the, um, like a Coliseum type deal. You sit in an arena type place. Like it's almost like you're in, in a stadium. They feed you things that you like gigantic chicken legs you eat with your hands. And so it's like you're transported weirdly. Okay back to you know the bloody medieval times and you watch all these fake people pretend that they're knights and and damsels and ladies yeah, and stuff like that oh man okay got I, it i missed the medieval time trip um when when i <laughs> when i growing up because there was one i think if it's not out here it started in orange county and people from my church took like the children's choir and for some reason i missed it i think i might have been sick and so i had my chance but i've never gone so i might be inaccurate in my recounting of that <laughs> But I have noticed the commercials. Oh, I've, I have never seen a commercial for that. That's yeah. interesting. Yep, they're on. And they kind of look like the top of Nancy's dress. So that's very valuable yeah. time. Yeah, that's probably what it looks like. All right. So um, that's the end of our runway. And let's move on to judging. And I will say that this week they did something really strange with judging that I think hasn't been done since they made the designers a design for children where they had everyone come on stage because there are only six. So there are three high scoring designers, theoretically three tops and three bottoms or whatever. And uh, they bring them on stage with their models and they ask them every, when they go down the line, they ask each of the athletes, like, what did you want? before asking the designers, what did you make? And so they go down the line, like Sergio, Brittany, Nancy, Jeffrey, Victoria, Marquise, and everything 
they say to them is positive. And I was so confused because they go to Sergio and in my, in my notes, I go, they like the bag. That's what I wrote. They like the bag. And I'm like, what's happening? And they go down the line, but it turned out that they're saying the nice stuff in front of the models slash athletes slash Olympians slash clients. And then they dismiss them. And then the claws come out and they say the real stuff when they're gone. Did you think that was a bad choice? I, I thought it was very, you know, I thought it was humane because Mm -hmm. the last, (laughs) I would say the, but also I'm like, they're adults, but like the last time this happened was with children and, you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone out there, you know, listeners who are listening to this, but I remember um, there was, it was very awkward because what they would do, and I think this is in the Heidi days, what Heidi would say to the children, children, we're going to, we're going to rip you apart, but it isn't anything about you. You guys were amazing. You're the best models we've <laughs> ever seen. Okay. So these shorts what is going on with this crotch? Like this shirt is ugly. Like she looks like she's going, she doesn't look like she's going to Easter Sunday service. It looks like she's going to like a brunch with her mother-in-law. Like, what have you done? You've aged this five-year-old in like 20 years. Oh, stuff like that. And I feel like maybe in retrospect or on, upon reflection, they're just like, it's not enough to tell huh. the children that the mean things I'm going to say about what you're wearing is not about you, but it's about the garment and the de- the shitty designer next to you or, you know, stuff like that. So I, I thought it was, it was kind of dis, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word? Um, I, I, it was confusing, but I, I totally understand it. Was, so, so it was, it was a little like, but also it's like, it's not as if they're not going to see this when it airs. And also they're adults. They're not kids. <laughs> so I don't know. What did you think? I actually thought it was appropriate because yeah. um, I saw it differently a little bit. I mean, I thought it was appropriate because I think that all of these models, I'm sorry, excuse me, athletes, mm-hmm. they're not models. And I think, okay, so people like you and me, we've been in specific art schools that Mm -hmm. do critiques that um, can be very specific. And I think, um, well, I don't know where else you've had critiques, but I know when you conduct critiques, you also operate from a place of constructive criticism and thinking and not necessarily kind of tearing people down, Right. right? We know there are circles of art critique that are all about tearing people down and they think that's the sport. But right, exactly. you and I don't function that way. I mm-hmm. actually thought that, so coming from that, models are also used to having their outfits picked apart mm. and their look and their hair. And not everybody can handle it, but you know that being a model means you have to have like thick skin to let people judge your hair, mm-hmm. make all these comments about what you're wearing and go home at the end of the night and not absorb any of that. That's a professional um, kind of armature that you have to wear as a model. As an athlete, it's similar, but I I, I thought it was appropriate because these are athletes, not models. And I think the criticism that disabled athletes get mm-hmm. is not the same criticism that cis, uh, I'm sorry, cis, well, yes, cis, but also 
uh, kind of privileged body athletes mm. get, right? So I thought this was actually appropriate because we're not going to subject you to any emotional baggage mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that we may throw out about your outfit. We are not going to involve you in any of that. We're going yeah. to talk about your clothes, but then we're going to critique the designers for their design about their clothes without having you in the middle. You, whose profession is not to have the armature to deflect um, comments about your outfits. So yeah. I, that seemed appropriate to me. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree but, with that. But I don't know. Like, that's just, that made sense to me. And I thought that was actually one thing the show got right. Hmm. And I, I wanted to say that because I know earlier I was sort of like, not sort of like, I was very much, um, you know, well, I started off this talk with you being very, mm-hmm. ne- feeling very negative about how, how the show introduced these athletes to us and, you know, checkbox, mm-hmm. you know, social relevance maneuvers. But I, I do think that this was one thing they did right. It's like, we understand you don't get critiqued on your outfits a lot. Yeah. We understand. It is impossible for you to find clothing for your body types. We are not going to ruin that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree. Like, I thought it was... I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of wish they had done that with the children <laughs> the last time this happened. Um, or last time they, they had this as... Had them as, as clients and, you know, things like that. But I agree. I think this... This was just a... Yeah, like a new structure, and and this is another thing that they've never, they've never done before. Um, so yeah, yeah, all right. And I and I also felt like when they were leaving. Okay, so I've had this like running joke with myself mm-hmm. ever since the Cindy Lauper episode, which was called "She's So Unusual." So as in so, sewing, S-E-W. it's a pun. Yeah, it's a pun on one of Cindy's album titles. Mm-hmm. Um, or record uh, titles. Um, I've been like making little song puns for every episode. So the one after she's so unusual, it, to me, it's the we are family because it's the heritage, <laughs> the heritage episode. And then we have the um, Alvi Shear episode. Oh my you know, gosh, from the it's such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes after the crisscross episode, yeah. which you and I discussed. And this one, it's the We Are the Champions episode. So when they walk out, in my head, I'm hearing I'm hearing the We Are the Champions song. <laughs> so they kind of walk off the runway as we get ready for the claws of the judges to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it really is. It's like you're watching champions leave, like, and they can actually sing that song together because whatever, it's actually true. <laughs> Holding um, hands. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. So anything from this time when they do have the athletes on the stage that stood out to you in terms of how the judges responded to what they were wearing? No, no, I, I thought, I think we covered it. Um, yeah. The only thing that I, I mean, the one, one thing that I do want to point out is that Naya said, like, I want a girl's night out dress. Mm. And I want people to know that off the field, this is what I look like. And she goes, quote, I need to break somebody's neck when I come out the club. And I was like, what? Wait a second. (laughs) Rewind. She's like, I need to break somebody's neck 
when I come out the club. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm writing it down. This is great. <laughs> Naya slash Issa Rae. Like, I love it. Because she, I mean, even that was like, that's something that I think Issa Rae would say actually on her show. But yeah, so that that part really stood out. Um. All right. So anything <laughs> that's okay. So the models slash athletes slash Olympians leave and uh it's time to get the critical part done and i'm and us that that also was a part of um wondering how this was going to go over because i'm like the designers must have known that um there was going to be this two-parter to it but if they didn't then it's kind of like it felt i was like oh i would feel so so nervous like it feels daunting like your your safety your safety cover is gone like the athletes are gone and now the judges are going to speak like, you know, they're going to speak your, start speaking their language. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, yeah, they kind of went down the line, but do you want to start with Sergio? Did anything, I mean, cause it's just, it's just more of him saying, I've never worked with an expectant woman. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's move on. Love your impressions. So <laughs> oh my god, they're just so good. So I think that thank you, Brandon, for saying that. What was it? Comfort. Brandon had a really great. Brandon Maxwell had a really great way of verbalizing to Sergio that just because you're pregnant, no, comfortable doesn't yeah. have to mean flowy. He said, "Comfort is not about looseness." And yes, then he looked at me and clear. he just, cause I, I feel like just like, like Christian Brandon's like, I'm just going to, I'm just talking at a, at a wall. So I'm going to say these things. And then at the end he goes, I would just take that as a general note period. Mm. Yeah. I, I appreciated that too. I wrote that down. Um, because I, I think Christian tried to tell him that. And also, also Faluke told him that. Yeah. And, he and Elaine him. tried yeah. to tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany, Nina called it cliche. I know. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a it's a standard evening gown that I don't know. My mom would gravitate to, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing with that. Yeah, I think that's what's so disappointing. Like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, and she definitely can wear that dress to wherever she wants to wear that dress. But yeah. in terms of this competition. It just didn't move her forward at all. At, at the same time, if Britney was to do what we've seen Britney do well, okay, we've seen Britney do not well, but what, mm. what we've seen Britney do well, which is a little bit of asymmetry, a little bit of embellishment, yeah. a lot of things, I don't think this is the person for that. So mm -hmm. in a way, yes, it's perfect for the person, but that's that's it. Okay, just to say, Kim Rohde, I think is going for a record winning like like she's been in I was maybe she's been in eight Olympics or something I don't know but um it could have been something like a nod to that because she walked in on that runway with seven medals around her neck <laughs> so it's like you're okay with hardware and we don't necessarily have to put hardware around your neck but 
could we have could they have worked that in there and i feel like if she would have sold it to her like you know what i'm trying to honor you and how record-breaking what a record-breaking yeah. badass you are that's so that's let's true. put like, eight things in your dress one two three yeah that's, like... <laughs> that's a really good idea yeah you know yeah so it's about her but also it gives her a, it gives britney it's about Kim, but gets Brittany like an in to do something that's beyond yeah. what what Kim is probably comfortable with. Because I'm like, look, you came in showing us your your medals. Yeah, and I even thought, you know, that dress. Well, maybe maybe Kim would not have liked it, but it could have hugged her body more. At, yeah. at the bottom, you know, it could have mm-hmm. like it fit her so well around the waist. It yeah. fit her so well. Like I, I don't know what the I'm just gonna say around the bottom and you know like it just fit her really well yeah, but then it got her, so yes yes but I don't know what those pan like back panels of the dress I don't know yeah yeah so I think that but then the dress just continued into fabric and I was like mm. that could have been a little tighter like I would have loved to see more of a Jessica Rabbit <laughs> mm. <laughs> like um silhouette because there's a Jessica Rabbit silhouette on the top with the soft curl you yeah. know so. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more tailored from the hips down yeah. on Kim. Yeah. Cause then, you know, again, like this whole vintage feel that she was going for, they really could have gone to town with that art deco thing that she was going with. But also, so Nina also points out the fabric and was like, you were really smart with choosing that fabric. And yeah. I know that I've seen that people, when they, when they have this fabric and I'm pretty sure she spent all of her budget on that fabric, it looked expensive that tailoring that is difficult and then also doing other stuff to it I think the temptation to leave it as is and to let it sing because it's shiny and pretty might Mm -hmm. also be because that's what I tend to see on the whenever people get super super expensive fabric like that it's like they just kind of like oh I'll let the fabric speak for itself I'm like no you you have a voice the fabric doesn't have a voice you have right. a voice. You have stitches to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, next we have Nancy. I think they mostly hated the color, the fabric, the trim. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> but they were blown away by how functional that dress was because I think, I don't know if it was Tatiana or if Nancy explained it. That um, like the the process of putting the Velcro in and also just like her design process of being like, okay, I asked her a bunch of questions and I thought of like, okay, I have to put myself in her situation and think of, I think someone actually says like you said she's an empathic designer, but I don't know if she calls herself one or of other people oh, ascribe I'm that not to sure her. An empathic designer, but I think she has a lot of. There's a lot of empathic mode of relating to people yes yeah um, and actually brandon picked up on that later i, I think i'm going to skip ahead but this is the, a good time to say it yes brandon ahead. said the consistent thing about nancy is that she always really cares about people she designs yeah and when, when i heard brandon say that i was like yes i'm not imagining this like yeah. so i think that nancy is designing from a different place and i really appreciate that i that's not something i foresaw when i picked nancy but but i'm happy to discover that about about her um yeah but also it just yeah, it, it's so logical it, like it on top of it being emotional but also like uh, uh, engaging but it's it's also very logical 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about how best to do this. And it's something that I, that's such a contrast to people like Victoria and Sergio. <laughs> yes. You know what? That's exactly, you're, you're, you just said exactly what I was thinking, which is in contrast. So Nancy is coming from a place of what do you want? She's not coming into, she's not approaching someone with preconceived notions mm. of what fashion should look like on them. Yeah. And that's how the two people you mentioned primarily operate. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I know how fashion looks on you and this is what fashion is and this is what I do within yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Just to say that she in asking all those questions, I think Tatiana was fortunate to get Nancy. Yes. In contrast to the again, the the consultation with Sergio where he's just fake asking questions. He doesn't care. He's just kind of a uh, oh my God! What do you call that? Um, mm. When you uh, pandering, pandering. Yes, know. pandering. Okay. Patronizing. Yes, patronizing. Just throw them all out. All the negative things, like so. <laughs> Condescending. <laughs> blowing, blowing smoke up your ass. I feel like he's like I'm. I'm paying attention to you right now. I'm paying attention to you right now. But it's to. It's a means to an end. It's a means to an end. And you're just you're you think you're engaging with a real human being. But it's like, then on the other end, you get this product that had nothing to do with who you actually are or what you wanted. And I think with Nancy, it's, it's normal, but it's profound in this context that she was like, I just asked her a shit ton of questions <laughs> and then thought about it and problem solved with her. And then when she was not in the workroom, imagine what it would be like to be her <laughs> and then problem yeah. solved there. So like, yes, yes. I'm so glad to, to have seen that. Yeah, and at the same time, Nancy used a word that I find problematic, mm. the word fantasy. You know, she had a fantasy for mm. um, Tatiana. It has been my fantasy to design for, an at for a body like this, right? And I was like, oh, oh. my God. I mean, part of me is like, okay, I understand <laughs> you wanting to do something that has meaning for you and value, yes. and I understand you're not wanting to be part of the status quo right. and redirecting your energy to meaningful experiences with things and topics and people whose experiences you care about. Mm -hmm. That resonates with me as well and with you, I know, and with a lot of people listening. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, there's a little bit of othering yeah. that I'm still kind of uncomfortable, and I think the other ring is learned. This is not inherent to Nancy. Mm -hmm. Something we learn. So if Nancy ever listens to this, hashtag not your fault, it's all of us, you know. But still, right, right. it's uncomfortable to see it on television. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, how, you know. Like, yeah, and I think, because I, I mean, I've had those conversations with people who are well-meaning, and they say things where it's just like, oh, you know, kind of like using this, you know, yeah, othering and also unintentionally objectifying other people. And so right. it's like, but what, yeah, and those are interesting conversations, but I'm pretty sure Nancy is one of those people, not apologizing for Nancy at all, but I feel like, no, you know, like no one's perfect, you know, none yeah, of us are perfect. Yeah. And I think she definitely is someone who, I'm contrasting her a lot with Sergio. If you went to Nancy and be like, Nancy, uh, can we kind of like talk about how you spoke about this or you saying that, it's always been a dream for you to, to design for someone like who has my body. It makes you feel a certain way. Then I think her response would also be um, like, it would be. An I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think she would say, Oh my God. Like she would respond very openly to that. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. 
Nancy's good people. Okay, let's move on to Jeff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeffrey's also good people. Jeffrey is, I feel like Jeffrey is a golden being. <laughs> I just, I really, I enjoy Jeffrey so much. But also, I, I thought it was hilarious because someone clocked the stain on his dress. And he was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, uh, no, someone used iron. And then I think it was Elaine who was like, we understand that there's a community iron back there. <laughs> and I thought community iron is the funniest thing. It's like, she goes, like, you won't get docked for the community iron. Like, community iron. I love it. <laughs> and it was good. I love that. Um, but they, you know, they, they call out the dress. Like it's like the bus is crazy. And he thought that they were going to mention the hip, but also he was like, I fixed those hips like five minutes before I got out here. Oh, I but, know. But anything else about Jeffrey? No. And I thought, I mean, I think that he's, I think he's great. I really yeah. do. All right. So let's, let's go to Victoria. And she does yep. her thing where she starts talking. She doesn't listen. She doesn't wait for you to say anything. She just goes. Oh, that was so annoying. Ugh. So, um, you know, defense mechanisms. And then Brandon calls out something like, no, Victoria, you got it all wrong. The only thing that I have a knock against you is that poly blend. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I was so confused. I was like, really? What else? But I'm actually, I was relieved that he he didn't say like Victoria, shut up. I loved it. It mm-hmm. was perfect. But I yeah. I do think this was the least criti- uh, uh, negative critiqued outfit. It was clear that it was on the top. Yeah. yeah. Want to move on? <laughs> yes. Next is yep. Marquise. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh man, Marquise. I okay. I knew he was going to get in trouble for that shirt that he made for himself. Oh, so I'm I'm also skipping ahead. Lindsay Vaughn speaks for the first time in my notes. I didn't write anything else out down that she said because she's not Leslie Jones. And um, <laughs> she goes, it looked young. And I wrote in my notes, it was junior. And also she points out the mesh that was not lined. I think she yeah. points it out or, or some maybe Elaine or Nina. They all noticed it, but I didn't notice it until this portion of the judging that he didn't line it. And I was hmm. like, Marquise, no. I, I really didn't like that look at all. And I think that so Scout is actually five four eight. She's okay. under five feet tall. And so it's really it's about proportion, right? right. Earlier Marquise had said, I would like to make you look like a princess or something like that. Or something with a stature that does not make you feel like you shop in the boys or juniors department. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, well, something needs to happen. Something else needs to happen. And it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that Marquise, I, I was here. I was like, I hope Marquise doesn't go home for this. Mm-hmm. You know? um, that's how I was feeling during this time. And I also thought Scout is petite, right? Scout could rock androgynous looks. Yes. That is what Marquise kind of specializes in. Yeah. So I was very sad to not see Marquise kind of, how would I make a princessy, you know, um, kind of feminine flair 
in my style, but for someone with these proportions. I, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated with Marquise because, you know, so with the last episode with the tie dye and using that oh yeah Swiss dot fabric and the, 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 like the roughly skirt and he declared, he was like, you know, I'm going to try to make something like a girly girl at wear. And I'm like, mm. oh no, um, you're going in the opposite direction of what your strengths are. And yes. I don't think, I think what you make could also be construed as quote unquote girly girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be androgynous or menswear or whatever. Like it just, it, it the, the idea of him trying to gender clothes so like so distinctly is really is really interesting to me but it's also frustrating because when he says stuff like that I'm just like oh it's gonna be boring and especially with this it's gonna be um hit the shirt that he made for himself is nuts he makes that shirt all the time and you know that's his thing he has that same pattern that he puts into almost everything he's ever made for the models but the fact that he had even more interesting fabric for himself. Mm-hmm. So the fabric he made for himself, it has like writing on it. It's in the same color, but it has like script on it. Yeah. And he has like these black details on his shoulders and the same type of like mock turtleneck thing that he does all the time. Yeah. He looked great. Yeah. He didn't use any of that fabric for, for Scout. Like he had different fabrications that he could have put together. And the same thing. I'm like, you, even though I'm sick and tired of seeing that same bodice all the time, why didn't you do that for Scout? You know, and that, yeah. and that to me is sort of that that more, you know, menswear vibe that he's he's put in, and it could give him again room for the details that are him, and then yeah. maybe do something with this flowy skirt, sort of like what you did with the with the uh, with uh, the menswear challenge. Yeah. What challenge was that? Was the was no. it men- oh no the tuxedo? Yeah, because I was like it's not it was tuxedo. was it just, yeah the tuxedo yeah. challenge right. because I'm like. Yeah. There was a really wonderful playfulness and the balance there. And that dude had difficult proportions. And I think yes. he's also might have some difficult proportions. And so it's like, you know, yeah. you know how to work with sizes. So I don't know, whatever. I'm Marquise. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He got in trouble That's, for making himself a shirt. I know. I know. And I think that this idea that you, okay. So basically his aesthetic is not, not his aesthetic, but the foundations of his aesthetic are not so hard to isolate, right? Mm-hmm. So basically anything that Jodie Foster has ever worn by Armani is sleek. Mm-hmm. It's gender gender neutral-ish, mm-hmm. but it can be kind of styled to be more on the feminine side or whatever, to be on the sort of edgy, edgy femi or playful femi, whatever, mm-hmm. um, or to just be, to go the, the other way or uh, I'm, one I'm of the many it up ways right now as you, as you speak yes I yeah just, just google like Jodie Foster Armani you'll mm-hmm. see like jackets you'll see here in like white button downs mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a look whatever this is like in my memory I didn't google recently no, so far but, but so for far, a while so you're very you're being very accurate oh, <laughs> oh lucky me but but those images were very widely circulated you know they're not like um bottom of the pile so mm-hmm. what I mean what I mean to say is that when you if you want to make someone look elegant it does not have to go this route. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still do something that has the foundations of gender neutrality, but then you could femme it up in your own way, mm-hmm. you know, without it looking like that, without yeah. it looking, yeah. And I think in a way, every single one of these athletes was just so happy to have things that fit. 
they just didn't go, oh, really? This isn't 100%? Fine. I, I feel great. I move yes. great. Things are fitted to me, and yeah. I move great. And you know athletes athletes live in their skin. Like, they Ugh. feel their skin, right? Yeah. So when things fit, it's like, oh, my God, I can move. I understand what I can yeah. So I think all the, all of that intelligence kind of created some blind spots for the aesthetic ordeals going on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm guessing, I don't know, but it, that's what I thought about. Yeah. Um, I know. It's this was this was a tough tough client deal here. Even yeah. though we do have very seasoned designers who definitely have clients and are used to working with them. Yeah. But and can make a well-fitted outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany um, basically all of them except for Sergio. <laughs> uh, sorry. You know. You don't have to apologize. It's fine. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, I don't like this. Well, it's not a good feeling, but. You don't like what? Uh, I don't like, I don't like to diss people. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we get to the end of deliberation here. Um, everyone is so stressed out because this is, we're down to the final six. And I think Jeffrey is Jeffrey is preparing to go home. It looks like he's like, yeah, who else wants to join me and throw up like this? Just, <laughs> this just so stressful. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, so Patricia, who huh? who won? Well, my bracket, my my bracket, my bracket survivor, um, Nancy. Yeah. Won this- Nancy's first win. It's so great. Nancy, way to pull it at the like tail end of the competition. Um, yeah, she was the only designer without a win, right? Yeah. 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 So she wins. Um, and then the other um, designs that were in the top two, um, I think it was Victoria, right? So Victoria also scored very high. So the two of them. Victoria. Yeah, so Victoria and Nancy are safe, and they head back, and Victoria starts to cheer. Top five! Oh, my God! Top five! Oh, yeah, and congratulations, Nancy, on your your win. Oh, my God, but top five! Top five! (laughs) Um, And then we come back out, and we have the remaining four designers out there, and... They're just like, yeah, so all of you succeeded at one of the most important parts of this challenge, which is making your clients happy. And so, however, this is a competition. So that means that you are all. And who's going home, Patricia? No one. No one. (laughs) oh no (laughs) right and and you could tell and then later um victoria said oh this isn't fun it's not fun it's not fun to be safe when other people are safe too (laughs) yeah she's like oh what is this competition is this what is this i don't understand why are we all safe huh no one's going home so funny she's like a Syriano fucking save and no one go home <laughs> like what is happening I think she's like sort of bothered by that fact that she's like I am here to win <laughs> yeah I it's so funny because I actually kind of agree with her I thought it was kind of a cop out I and so on top of everything like I, I feel like the episode with the kids <laughs> 
<laughs> the last one where they they designed for the kids, I, I I think that was another one where no one went home because they were just like, oh. no, no, no one is going home for designing for a child. Oh, and wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And then for this one, it's like, nope, nope, we're not looking bad. No, everyone stays. So, <laughs> man. But I I also thought that I I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that it gets pretty dramatic for next, um, for the next episode. So that oh, we'll yeah. get a double elimination. I know. And you and Naylan get to have the double elimination talk. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can't wait for that. I have I no, I'm not gonna predict. Or do you have any predictions? If there was a double elimination, who would you predict? Well, it's At hard to do, do we know what the challenge is? Do we know what the challenge is? It's the avant garde challenge. Oh, oh right, right. So I think it's gonna be oh, I th- I'm gonna I'm going to guess on the going home out of these these Sweethearts. I'm going to guess Sergio. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess Sergio and, and I'm torn between Brittany and Marquise. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. But, I, but I probably, um, it might. I don't know. Nancy is capable of of making some wacky stuff. That's what I'm saying. I think I think Sergio is. I, I mean, I would say um, Jeffrey maybe only because they better make this a two day challenge to give them a, enough time. I think Jeffrey is the only person that I would think would have like a freak out, and perhaps yeah. that would be bad. But um, I was I'm I'm torn between Marquise and Jeffrey. I actually think that. Victoria could also muddle, hmm. muddle that up. Like what Victoria thinks is avant-garde, who knows? But yeah. I don't think they're going to let her go. I think they want to see a whole collection from her. So I also think, I'm also torn between Marquise hmm. and Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would because be... I think, no, yeah. I think Brittany would make something repetitive. Oh, man. I, I hope she does I hope she doesn't like, I want to see some new stuff, but also I'm excited that we're near the end and they're just now getting into the avant-garde challenge. So we're going to, but also I think it would be great if the twist was they'd have to make an extra garment because there's so few of them. So yeah, yeah but Oh my goodness. Yeah. It would be interesting to have a challenge where there is a, it's an avant-garde challenge and you have to make, make something, a version that is avant-garde co- then the twist is that oh now make a wearable version of that <laughs> yeah yeah which would be a callback oh, to like Christian Siriano's season uh oh I know all about that yeah so that's like the iconic season or the iconic dress that he made with Chris March our beloved Chris March um, where there was like that amazing all ruffled look and then they had to at the last minute um, this is this is like the season where I think they started putting in all those twists and making people cry but um. Oh. I would love for them to do that. I I saw the Christian Siriano season, and for some reason, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was the one of just the taupe or the tan, roughly one, and that, that super super tall model, and they made her a hat and everything. Um, mm. Yeah, it was great. It was great. 
Love that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, Patricia. Anything else that you would like to say about this episode? And then also, do you have anything to share? And, and last, and where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, nothing to share, nothing else to say. Um, and thank you, by the way. I feel like I've talked a lot on this episode. <laughs> things that were not it's always welcome, Patricia. Oh, um, so thank you for, you know, indulging me in that. Um, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter, although I have to say, mostly I've been hanging out on the workroom Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So I can mostly be found on the workroom podcast on Instagram. Um, but on my own, um, I'm at uh, Sense and Sight. That's Common Sense and Optical Sight, S E N S E A N D S I G H T on both Twitter and Instagram. And Ernest, I know that you are also on the Workroom Podcast, but where else? Ah, ha, ha. Yes. So I'm also on the Workroom Podcast. It's so funny. I think I realized that I don't usually put that in our show notes. How dare I? That's crazy. <laughs> I put all of our own uh, personal handles. So my my handle is Ernest, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E on all of them. And then ErnestDavis.com. Um, and then the Joan Mitchell Foundation Early Art Practitioners Program that I work with, the exhibition is still up in the absence of dot, dot, dot at the Joan Mitchell Foundation. And that link is in the show notes. So if you want, if you're in New York and want to check it out, um, it, the closing party is on February 27th. So yeah, I think that's it. Oh my goodness. Patricia, this is so fun. So Patricia, till till next time. Bye. Bye.